You're listening to Art of the Flow. Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast that tells our stories of running our float centers. We love giving tips on starting and running our own float centers. And as always, you can find us on Facebook at Art of the Float. We are on Twitter and Instagram, and we have changed our name for our, both our Twitter and our Instagram. We are now at Art of the Float. It just makes a little bit more sense uh, with our name now. If you're already following us, I don't think you need to re-sign up or anything. We've, we've still got you, but uh, if you do want to join, it's now Art of the Float to find us. And uh, as always, you can join the conversation on the show by leaving a speak pipe on artofthefloat.com. If you visit the website, you'll find a gold bar on the left side of the screen. If you click on that, you're going to be able to leave a voicemail for us. We're going to listen to it and play it on the show. And uh, whether that's uh, you want to hear our opinions on something or if you want to correct us on something, we want to hear you. And uh, if you just want to share some information or, or um, uh, bring up a discussion topic, uh, feel free to leave a message and, and we'll respond. Artofthefloat.com is also where you can find show notes, links, pictures from every episode, all that kind of thing. And uh, we'll have a few pictures uh, regarding stuff we talk about tonight and a few links as well. <sighs> I am one of your hosts, Dylan Calm. I own the float shop with Sandra Calm, my wife in Portland, Oregon. We have a four float take center. We have uh, several massage rooms, an acupuncturist, two therapists, and a yoga studio within our house, although we don't actually uh, run it anymore, uh, which if you go back a few episodes, you could hear about that. I am joined tonight by two amazing hosts. One is Amy of Float Nashville. Hi, Amy. Hey, y'all. And I'm, I'm good. I got, a, I got a few things to talk about tonight. I know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm hanging in there. Um, <laughs> And Lindsay of Anicha Float Club. How are you doing? I'm awesome. I'm super excited to be here tonight. So. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I totally appreciate you guest hosting while Lance is on vacation. He's, uh, uh, I don't know, on top of Mount Machubius, uh, I think, partying with some spider monkeys at the moment. So. I, that sounds, that sounds <laughs> correct. I think he's having a good time. <laughs> and uh, I think he'll be all rested up for the float conference. I think can't, it's mostly can't. just sleep. Can't wait to hear the, Can't wait to see those vacation pictures. Yeah. Have to admit, <laughs> totally. That's so cool. Oh, I hope he's wearing a sweater out there. That would be nice. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? It would be. Did he take the check wagon? <laughs> I think he raced it the whole way there. Uh, yep, yep. That's our. That's our land. That's how you get around in Canada. That's what. Oh, uh, that's my understanding yeah. via Lance. So if anybody's upset about that from Canada, just know we only have our information through Lance. So there you go. <laughs> And we have the pictures, the documentation of him in the chuck wagons, by the way. So we know it's real. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Um, burr, 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 burr. Oh, first thing I want to talk about is uh, for anybody who is coming into Portland for the float conference, I just want to let you know that there is a promo code that you can use to discount your floats. If you've already booked them, Give us a call and we'll we'll drop the price. This is true for all of the float centers in Portland. Uh, the promo code is F as in Frank, C as in Charlie, 2016. So FC2016, uh, Float Conference 2016 is how you'd remember that. And that sets the price of floats to $35. So it's a very cheap time to float. Um, you, you, you've paid your price, you've uh, flown out here, you've or you've driven out here, you've purchased your, your conference tickets, so we're making it easy on you for the, uh, for the floating. 
Uh, specific to the float shop is we also have another promo code for massage and acupuncture. Uh, it's FC2016Massage, and that's true for both massage and acupuncture. Uh, of course, we use the mind-body system, so we couldn't do different uh, discounts on, on uh, different uh, with the same promo name. But what that means is you get 25% off massage or acupuncture. And uh, if you're doing a package, something like that, just let us know, and we're, we're definitely going to take care of you while you're here, and, and we'll be uh, throwing discounts your way. Because we just we want you to experience everything that we have to offer. And, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Oh, I should also note, at the float shop, if you want to do a combo with, with the discount and everything, it's probably just going to be easier if you give us a call, uh, 503-719-4743, or email us, float at floatshop.com. Shop is S-H-O-P-P-E that can so uh yeah that's how you can um just kind of enhance your experience even that much more while you're uh while you're here and schedule a float after the conference too by the way you <laughs> You'll might need, need some time to process and you might might uh, need to recover <laughs> i don't know about you too is it you uh get, get a little wound up need some downtime we do uh, uh me personally uh, i actually have a vacation but well not really a vacation working vacation booked afterwards but Mark and I did go ahead and book our floats this week, and we argued already. Mark is my business partner. Uh, we argued over who's going to float in the new tank. So we'll see ah, how that nice, goes. Nice. Might be a oh, race. It hasn't see been decided yet. No, no. Oh, interesting. Not yet. I still have a chance. <laughs> Sweet. I'm how about gonna... you, Lindsay? You know, we didn't book floats this year. Um, not yet, at least. I know. <laughs> I know. We're kind of like rushing in and rushing out because we mm. still do run like, – we're predominantly, right. you know, we have part-timers now, but we still pretty much run everything. Yeah. So uh, we're basically just going to be, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then zipping out yeah. on Monday. So, um, and we wanted to do some of the, you know, uh, well, we did actually want to visit the Chinese gardens. And, oh, awesome. Uh, because we have, every time we've been to Portland, we've only done float conference stuff. We haven't really <laughs> seen anything in Portland, I should say. So <laughs> There's a couple of cool things in Portland you could check out for sure. And those yeah. gardens are amazing. Yeah. Mark and I go every single, Mark is um, originally from Korea. So we go every single year to see the Japanese gardens and just luxuriate in a little bit of nature before everything gets started. So I sure hope you get to see them. Yeah, we've got yeah. a few gardens here. Yeah, it's a... Uh pretty special yeah that's yeah. our plan for friday morning that's our goal oh, to zip nice. over there yeah oh that's so. so cool um i always spin some old vinyl uh before the conference i i uh as extroverted as i as i seem i'm quite the introvert and i get a little wound up beforehand and just some floyd or something like that just sets me right sets me nice and calm right before all the float conference stuff i think the japanese gardens is a perfect or uh, chinese gardens uh, japanese Okay. Uh, because they? we do yeah well maybe you do, maybe there's a different garden i don't know about if so there i are, need to get yeah. on this i was gonna say i know i need to double check because i swear my <laughs> husband's this... at chinese gardens so. is there a monastery <laughs> attached to it this was all his research i confess i uh let's see i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna google really quick. all right let me know let me know all i need right. to be in the know i might be missing out <laughs> Um, yeah, there totally is. Uh, Lang Su Chinese Garden. Yeah, yeah, there we okay. go. Okay. It's uh, on I the my list. number seven of top ten things to do in Portland, apparently. Nice. nice. So, yeah, well, maybe we'll do both, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Either way, I think you're in a win win situation here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and anybody else who's visiting, I, I hope you do get to poke around Portland a little bit. We've got, well, at least have a beer. Come on. If you're in Portland and if you drink, have a Portland beer. Oh, yeah. You won't uh, be able to stop at one. 
That's a shame. <laughs> There's some truth to that. Oh, my gosh. Let's get going here. Oh, my gosh. First, I want to give a shout-out to Float Away. Check them out, www.floataway.com. I am so excited. We are swapping out our old tank. So, um, oh, I don't want to give it away just yet, what's going on with me this week, but we've been working hard. And um, I am, I'm, uh, I'm ready for out with the old, in with the new. This, uh, this old tank that we have, it's been modified so many different times, and it's, uh, it's a great tank, and we have customers who don't want to float into anything else, so it's kind of funny that we're, we're getting rid of it and replacing it with like the exact same model, just a newer version of it, so I'm so excited to uh, prank our customers on a Facebook Live video, letting them know that we're getting rid of the Tranquility tank, but replacing it with a brand new uh, Float Away Tranquility. <laughs> it's such a good tank. It's got the starlights in the ceiling. We're doing the color therapy option. You'll be able to turn the light on from uh, inside the float tank for the light that's outside of the room. And it's such a friendly and and uh, it's a sexy tank. It's a little bit sexy. It's got some <laughs> nice curves to it. And uh, cool. it's, it's friendly looking for people. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, it's going to be so good. So so instead of recovering after the float conference, we'll be installing a brand new float tank, which also, by the way, means chopping off uh, sections of our walls and stuff, uh, oh. which is not true for most people. Like these, when people make float tanks and float away in particular, they design it so it can make it down a hallway, slip into, you know, your, your the doorway and everything without hassle. But man, when you're uh, in a 1904 building and people, uh, I guess we... Space was just a little bit different back then, so uh, we, we do have to chop out some walls and stuff. But at this point, we're used to it. It's not even not even a concern at this point. It's like the least of my concerns. That's but, right. Uh, it's gonna You're be fun. Good at we'll, it now. We'll, yeah, it's true. We'll have uh, Colin and Ginny in town helping us set that up. So that's just amazing. Um, and I should get Colin on the show too. By the way, like what a great connection to Liber and finding out what's going on with uh, Liber and everything. So um, I'm, I'm gonna ask them to see if they want to be on the show. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Amy, how's your week been? <laughs> it has been, it has been a good one. So, you know, we're just getting into the week, uh, but we got to start this week with our monthly, we have a monthly staff meeting now. Good. That's going, and that's going strong. It is going strong good. and man, has it made a difference. Nice. Uh, not only is information, information getting disseminated mm -hmm. in a way that is easy for me. I'm only doing it once as opposed to having to go to each person. But um, it's amazing how our staff is now interacting with each other a lot more. They got to know each other. So they're having this opportunity oh, yeah, to teach each right. other mm -hmm. and show each other's the ro others the rope. Mm -hmm. And the really cool thing, what made this one in particular very fun, is we had an outing. Um, we actually went to something called the Escape Game. And I, I hear that there's a few across the U.S., huh. Um, but basically, you get put, you get locked, you get locked into a room, and <laughs> oh. sounds familiar. And you yes. have to uh, look at the clues. You have an hour, and you have to find the clues and work your way out of the room and try oh, to escape fun. from the room I've within an hour. Only so seen this fun. in a TV show. I, I don't, I don't know if it was a uh, Modern Family or what it was, but that's a real, it's a real thing, thing. anybody can sign up for. Yeah, sign up for. They're getting really big in the Midwest and the Chicagoland area. There was like one, there was two. Someone called me because he wanted to open one next to our float oh, center. Wow. 
And he was asking me about the plaza. Yeah, I was like, I'm totally stoked. Please, like, put, <laughs> put your room next to I mean, as long as there's not people, like, screaming in a room, but nugget. Right. <laughs> right. Gets smaller and smaller, yeah. <laughs> yeah, torture chamber room. <laughs> Maybe it just feels that way because you can't figure it out. <laughs> no spikes, no, no shrinking room. It was good. No screaming. Cool. You guys got outs? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, no. Actually, uh, we picked the hardest. So I picked the Whoa. hardest one. It's my fault. Um, did I picked you know? The hardest... I kind of did. But the reason <laughs> I did is because uh, some of our uh, employees had already gone. So I, I, And I had to fit it within a certain time frame. So our choices were limited. And it was, uh, it was called Mission Mars. And I'm like, okay, well, we're nice. out of gravity every day, right? So nice. this should be right up our alley. Yeah, I'm well, not... it was tough. But we almost made it. We were only about, I don't know, maybe... Oh, I don't know, maybe two minutes away. Really? So that was a bummer. But we're going to go back and try try another one here in about another uh, three or four months. So are there, are there like, again. riddles? Are you looking under? Uh, yeah. I want to hint at what the, the hints are. So you, you do. You have to look around the room. You have to figure out. Um, you, you do get some hints. You get some clues. Okay. Um, but from there, you're looking around the room. You're trying to see correlation between... Um, different aspects of the game. It huh. was very difficult for me from that aspect. You don't know how they think, you know. Right. It's, yes, you're learning yes. a whole new, a whole new set. But Absolutely. it was really great for interaction and lots of cooperation and lots of teamwork. So um, we, they are exploding in Nashville as well. We have a fourth one going in um, right up by the massage school that I teach. Trip out. So if you have one near you, I highly recommend it because it really does make everyone work together and it huh. brings up a lot of stuff. And as an employer, I got to see a lot of, um, I got to see a lot of interaction and in how our employees were working together or not working together. So, and communication it was so very interesting. Did you, and was your business partner Mark in there as well? He, he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> no, he was. Oh, he, he was. was there. Oh, he was there. Um, yeah. For some reason, there's a, a one of the rooms was very tiny. You had to kind of hun <laughs> hunker down to get in, and uh -huh. you had to slide in this tiny room. For some reason, Mark and I ended up having to do the stuff in that room. It's like, why are the oldest people in this group <laughs> being shoved into the tiny room? Oh, that's hilarious. Um, but, I'd uh, like to think he also lit up a cigarette while he was in the tiny room. Man, I, if they would have let him, he totally would have. You know it. You know he oh would have. So, but, um, so yeah, um, I, I'm sorry. I know this is not exactly flow related. I just find it fascinating. But to kind of bring it to the management and everything, did you find yourself managing or were you, did you try to back off a little bit? What was your take on it? Interestingly enough, I did. I started out trying to, well, not trying to, but, you know, kind of leading and asking uh -huh. Um, trying to get everybody to work together. By the time we were done, though, I started to step back and just observe. And it was interesting to see what happened and who came forward. Yeah. So so it is, even though I, I know it's not strictly flow-related, but I do think from a management standpoint, I found the game completely fascinating. Uh -huh. And it's probably one of the best employee outings that we've had nice. from that standpoint. Um, did, did you see, like, a leader step forward that maybe you didn't anticipate? Did. Or is like, oh, yeah, I see that yes. in this person now. People speaking up that normally uh, were very quiet into the back. I, I can think of one, uh, one employee in, in particular who's new, who took charge and tried to guide, uh, tried to guide the game a little bit more um, and helped people, huh. people keep track of their time frame. Um, so it was very, very awesome. interesting. Um, and... Yeah, by the time I had shrunk to the back, but, but only because I'm, I was so fascinated by what was happening in front <laughs> right. of me. 
Right. Uh, so I found it very valuable. And if anybody out there um, has does group activities, we try to do something quarterly. It usually involves drinking. Um, we stepped away from that this time. Um, but, but if you have an activity that you do that has really benefited you, I'd love to hear about it because we try to do something quarterly. I'm always looking for ideas. Uh, so I would love to, to get a few uh, I want to I want to take our kids that. to the uh, with the trampoline. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Play some dodgeball oh on gosh. there. Oh, my. Oh, that'd be fun. I would like oh, that that's a lot. that's a good one. I always want to take everybody bouldering, but I think I'm the only person who's <laughs> super jacked on bouldering. So, anywho. You mean drag everyone to bouldering? Is that what it would be Yeah, like? exactly. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Plus, I think I'd be, like, the natural leader in that situation because I know what I'm doing probably the most, you know. And so it, it wouldn't be as good as, like, what you're talking about where – other people are going to rise up. That's cool. But, you know, I don't think it has to be that. It just happened to turn out that this time. It, that's not always my goal. I think just getting people together. A lot of our employees don't work at the same time, so they kind of, they're like ship passing in the night. Exactly. Yep. So I think there is a, there's a time when this is super important from a management standpoint to do activities like this. But I can tell you, we've had the best time um, just being together and um, going out to eat or trying a new restaurant or um, do you, you know, doing... do you require that everybody be there or make a certain percentage I, of them? I don't require it, mm-hmm. um, but I do pay for it. So oftentimes <laughs> right. that makes it super easy for yeah. them to do it. I, I um, it's our treat. It's our treat yeah. as a way to thank them. Cool. Um, quarterly. So nice. Yeah. So they, it's no problem for them to to come along. And sometimes we do invite the spouse. They're responsible for their payment, but um, sometimes spouses or friends they bring them along too, and we get a great party going nice i love it yeah. well i wanted to oh no before i talk about my week i want to ask about uh i re, the referral yeah, system ref- that you you yeah. made a video and now we have a document yes so share uh the reason i did this and the reason i've been spending a lot of time on it lately uh a few months ago i had an old business coach actually challenge me to um to look at my business and see and, and to really understand if, if I were to do nothing other than rely on word of mouth referrals, basically, would my tanks be as full as they are? Um, I am a big, I'm a big advocate of looking through systems, but that referral system is something I kind of stuck in the back and forgot mm-hmm. about for, not forgot about, but I, I, I just actively ignored it for a while. I admit. Uh, yeah. Um, but once he said that, I realized, uh, I think something had just come up in Float Facilitators where they were, you know, asking what the best marketing thing, uh, oh. activity that people had done. And, of course, everybody's saying word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth. Mm. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I started to question, like, I, my students, my massage students, a few massage therapists, you know, what is your word of mouth or what is your referral system? And I started to realize that people said, oh, you know, if I do a good job, people tell other people. But nobody really had, there's, there's when I started asking more questions and looking into it further, there were a lot of gaps. I was like, oh, well, I didn't think about that, or I didn't look at it this way. And so this, something that seems so simple is actually, I think, a little bit more complicated than we think, and it really does need attention. It really needs to, um, to be reviewed frequently. Um, so I... Like, and, and you're talking about yeah. kind of like greasing the wheels. Of talking about greasing the wheels and looking mouth. for gaps. Yeah. Uh, looking for gaps in the system. So just... You can put on a fantastic uh, service. You can have a service right. that's super cohesive and an alignment with who you are. 
But what if you, like one of the big gaps that we found is we had one referral system. Basically on our intake form, we said, you know, who referred you or who sent you here to float Nashville? And this is what we found was happening. People are saying, oh, John sent me. And I said, John, John who? And they're like, well, I don't know, this guy that I work with. Oh, interesting. And like, well, that's, you know, poor John, whoever he is, we were, he was missing out on, on getting right. his rewards. Um, so I realized there was a gap there. I need to fill that up and uh, figure out some ways to, to make sure that that wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. And as I went through, I realized I had quite a few gaps. So I did a Facebook Live just kind of explaining where our gaps were and my basic, the basic process that I went through trying to find my gaps. Yeah, that, and which was awesome, by the way. I thought that thanks. was incredibly valuable. I found it valuable. I was so excited <laughs> to share just because I had just like learned and figured this out. Right. Uh, so I actually wrote an article. Uh, you know, not everyone is able to take the time to look at a video, but I wrote an article just outlining it. And um, I think that'll be up on Art of Float soon. Cool. Um, so It'll, hopefully, we'll put that up before the by the time this episode airs. Yeah. So we'll put a link up for that for sure. Thanks I learned so a lot much, of good Amy. stuff. It's, it's fun to share. And uh, it might be a little dense. I mean, it's it's a it's a novella. But uh, it's so <laughs> worth your time, right? Like, but I will tell you, I get it. It is a novella, and I'm sorry, <laughs> no, I'm very, I am I, a little I wordy. A little <laughs> but I, I'm gonna, I'm going to uh, read it so that there's an audio file because I know some y'all Ooh. are used to hearing us, nice. um, and not so much reading. So I will take care of that, and that will be up there. Wow, so thanks, I'll... that's cool. I dig mm-hmm. it. So Lindsay, well, we haven't heard much from you yet. How's your week been? <laughs> it's been good. Well, you guys have been so chatty. I'm just hanging know, out right? listening. I'm just soaking <laughs> up. I'm just soaking it up. Um, nice. It's been a good week. We've been preparing. We have our uh, National Relaxation Day sale coming up on cool. August 15th. So it's kind of our big, uh, our big sale of the year where we oh, allow wow. people to buy basically unlimited floats. And for this year, it'll be $49. And... Um, what, yes. What's your regular price, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, full price float with us is eighty, um, okay. and then but our memberships they go uh, as cheap as thirty nine dollars. If someone opts to float uh, up to eight times a month, uh, we Got do it. an unlimited month of floating. We even have a year of floating. Um, <laughs> we do well. Be, you know, there were a lot of people who seemed um, interested in floating weekly for pain, you know, mm-hmm. management issues, mm-hmm. and so. We basically, it comes down to $25 a float um, if they float every single week for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but those floats don't roll over. They have to use them weekly. It. Okay. But it was our way of like kind of coming in line with a, a copay at a doctor cool. um, for people. Kind of, that was the price point. Um, but yeah, and those aren't shareable either. Where our traditional memberships are totally shareable with anyone that you want. Sure. Um, we're, we're very... To us, it's it's marketing, you know. But, but wow. the uh, the forty nine dollars that's a good discount. Is that what you've done? Oh wait, has there been a past? Is this the <laughs> we 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 insanely so uh, National Relaxation Day last year actually fell on Saturday of the float conference. Um, so if you want to talk about a great way to be distracted, it's to launch a major sale when you're yeah. out of town and then watch oh. the phone ring off the hook. And last August, we oh. still were largely an unknown, but still, like, I couldn't even, we, and it said, like, on our website, everywhere, it said, this is an online sale, yeah. you must go <laughs> online to do your shopping, I will not be processing your credit card. I got some questions about the uh. things, so I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Yeah. Right? Um, like, that's why our phones, when there's a sale, 
Oh, and then, of course, the person who's got issues with using the promo code, it's not working. And by all means, a lot of the time, that's an issue with MindBody. And then there's a good good portion of the time it's uh just good old-fashioned user error so yeah i know well at least well this year it's a monday and we close on mondays we're open six days a week oh. so um it might, doesn't sound like it's going to be a monday off for uh, for us uh, yeah. <laughs> next. i think i need to be prepared to be by the phone but uh yeah we've kind of just getting all the you know been promoting it on facebook and in our newsletter and just you know trying cool. to get get the awareness out. Um, so yeah, last year it definitely, um, helped us kind of get through the end of the summer slump before, uh, we actually, I mean, it took us a solid six to nine months for people to really start to find us, um, through word of mouth, which was actually our biggest, our biggest sale. (laughs) If it weren't for word of mouth, I mean, Google, of course, Google it and we were popping up, but, um, you get a couple really chatty people yep. and they talk you up and man, we've had one lady, she sent us 45 clients Whoa. and we give a free float for every five referrals. Nice. And so nice. she has racked up <laughs> some serious free floats. That's amazing. Um, That's fantastic. And I mean, Lance quite a, quite a while ago, I mean, he was talking about the, when, when his business coach was on, Amy's now business coach, uh, <laughs> talking about the, the different tiers of your clients. There's one, I forget what he calls it, but the ev- evangelical uh, person mm-hmm. who's, who's going out there and preaching your product. Yeah. Uh, you will have one. When you open your business, you will start finding the, They will find you. <laughs> well, they that's will just find it. you. <laughs> yeah. Our best advocates ultimately found us. You know, we've um, participated in some chamber and networking events but mm. all of those relationships just were uh, to this point they've been very superficial uh-huh. and actually our most meaningful networking events are people who genuinely reached out to us with an interest in what we were doing yeah, cool. and um you just kind of keep keep those lines of communication open and um you know yeah, a chiropractor a physical therapist mm-hmm. um a massage therapist people who just they, they get floating too that's the most important thing. That's so funny. Um, yeah. They have to get floating. If they don't get floating, they're not going to be your, you know, your, they're not going to sing your praises, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. We've, we've uh, had some, you know, mixed, I, I would say low turnout for the people, the LMTs, like immediately within our area, telling them about the floats and everything or having them try it out. And, you know, some have been very successful and have become friends, et cetera, but, but not a super high rate. But you're exactly right. The people who reach out to you, like, I love floating. I want to connect with you. Those people we we do business with, you know, like, we help each other. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes there's that fear of competition. Of course. Yeah. Um, you know, with a massage therapist or a chiropractor, I, I, I find floating to be complimentary to those services. Right. But, um, I, you know, I can understand that we are competing for people's uh, disposable income in a sense. Right. But, um mm-hmm. I, I don't, most people who come, who, who love to float, I mean, not most of them, but many of them do, didn't enjoy massages. They're not massage mm. people, period. Mm. You know, they're like, I'm glad I finally found a way to relax right. for me because I don't like being touched for an hour, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, in a way it's, it's a niche where I don't feel like we've, 
you know, stolen business away from massage therapists at all. And many people float and then go book a massage with their therapist because they're like putty and they're going to melt on the table. That is a very interesting concept and one that we've, we've talked about on the show for sure. And I think, I think the most recent one we were talking about was actually that, yeah, you know, everybody has a finite amount of money that they're going to be willing to spend on disposable income. And, and in that sense, then it is a sense of competition to that. But uh, I never would think that's a good way to approach a relationship. It's all really about oh. building this awareness, building the brand, everything that those, right. that, that's going to help. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh, oh, what else? oh you oh, had yeah. a little, a little funny story. Funny little anecdote here, which, you know, funny is maybe there's some fun to it, but it's actually really, I think, important as well. Do you want to yeah, share well, this one? <laughs> lately, I feel like in the past um, few months, we've seen an increase in um, children who are buying floats for parents or grandparents, and they haven't floated. And so they just think, oh, this would be a great gift for grandpa. And they haven't like been to see right. what it would be, what it would be like. I yeah. certainly would never give a gift to you know to my deceased grandparents if I hadn't tested it out myself. So, um, yeah, a couple weeks ago we had this old couple come in, and they're in their late seventies, and they definitely did not know what they were getting into <laughs> yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. Uh-huh. Um, and as I'm giving, uh, going through the walkthrough with them, and I always give a much slower walkthrough to mm. older older couples. They seem they need to hear it a few more times, they need a little more coddling, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> uh, they do, they need like a little like little like hugs. Like it's okay, you're gonna you're gonna be alright. Well the gentleman um, in this couple, he as we're going through the intro, he says, Well I've had a double knee replacements. And I don't know if it's I'm worth noting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Like I said, I didn't didn't know anything about these people when they walked in. You know, they didn't mention this prior because yeah, yeah. Um, we've learned to actually uh, tell people who contact us if they know they have a disability or they're severely obese um, to contact us and come visit the facility to see what it's going to be like before they book a float. You know, we're more than happy. Uh, to give a tour so that someone doesn't end up here very uncomfortable. Um, Anyways, little old man, a woman, we get them in the tanks. I, you know, give them all their floaties and their pep talks and everything they need. And uh, sure enough, it's probably, I don't even know, maybe a half hour, maybe it's 35 minutes in. And I start getting the call box, emergency calls from the room that the the gentleman's in. (laughs) And I pick up and I say, hello, and I get no response. And I'm like, okay. So I hang up. I'm like, maybe it was a mistake. We get a lot of, you know. uh, Yeah, the accidental button press. The accidental button press when you're in the dark. Mm -hmm. Um, Rings again a few minutes later, pick up, still no response. And... uh, So finally, I just walk down the hallway right outside of his door, and I can hear him saying, help, help, help. And I'm like, oh, no. So apparently his hearing wasn't very good, and he had earplugs in, so he couldn't hear me talking to him on the intercom system. That's what was going on. That is a funny thing with the float centers is you can hear them. They're most likely not going to hear you. Yeah. Yeah. That's – yeah. Well, I knew he couldn't hear me, but – um, yeah, so I got the key <laughs> for the door and I went in and of course, 
um, Paul had gone to run an errand, so it was just me, but I, this man's yelling help, and now I know he's been yelling help for probably like 10 minutes because oh, <laughs> I was in the lobby oh, no. just thinking he was misdialing me right. from the, the float center, or the float uh, tank. Yeah. So yeah, I go in, and he says, I can't get out, I can't get out. <laughs> and, I, and I'm thinking like, man, it's only 35 minutes, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, so now my biggest fear is um, you know, he's, he's, he's a trim gentleman, which is very good because if mm. he was overweight, it would have been difficult. Mm. Um, but I don't want to do more damage in this situation. I don't want to, you know, hurt him. So, uh, you know, I'm like throwing extra towels down on the floor and like getting myself in the shower and trying to find the best way to brace myself. So to help mm. this gentleman mm -hmm. so that I don't, you know, fumble in the process and, and I, I don't want to cut up your story too much but I just got to say having been in similar situations that is the scariest thing is that you could slip or something and let them fall yeah. that yes. is just terrifying yeah that's that's where I was and so like I said luckily he was a trim gentleman and I was able to brace myself and brace him and we're able to get him up and mm -hmm. into the shower and um, so all was good. And he chuckled. He goes, you're a strong lady, you know. <laughs> he showered, came back out in the lobby, and then, yeah, proceeded to tell my husband about how lovely I was. And we were joking about this because um, before he went in, I believe him and his wife had both brought swimsuits. Mm -hmm. um, and I told him, I said, well, it's totally up to you if you want to wear your swimsuits. You know, if you're not comfortable, like, we, you know, we encourage people to float naked. But, you know, if you're not comfortable, by all means, wear your suit. Yeah. So, of course, he felt comfortable enough to float <laughs> naked. And I was like, oh, boy, like, I was like the pervert here. Because normally we would ideally have, you know, a man help a man and a woman help a woman. But mm -hmm. in this situation, like I said, Paul had gone to, to run an errand and I was solo flying. And, uh, yes, so... All good. He got out. He definitely uh, won't be coming back. But, <laughs> but I think the first half hour of his float, I, I think, was enjoyable. I mean, his what? You know, I mean, all things considered, he's not injured. Win. Like, hey, he's not coming back. That's fine. But you're still healthy. Then considering the situation, that's a win for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And. I was thinking, you know, his wife who was in, you know, right next to him, I wondered at one point, oh, if she's going to be hearing her husband screaming help. And she was so out, you know, she, you know, she didn't, you know. Hey, before uh, we move on, I, I actually wanted to step back. I wanted to ask you a question. And actually, I'm going to ask it to both of you. Um, you were talking about the, uh, the annual sale as sending out an email flyer. Do you do an annual email? Do you do a monthly email? Do you do it when, when uh, the, the, the muse hits you. How, how does it work for you, for you guys? Lindsay, how about you first? Um, I feel like it ends up being roughly quarterly that oh. we send stuff out. Um, you, if there's some, you know, some events, some news, something exciting, I, you know, we kind of try to stack things up so we have, you know, kind of five or six interesting things um, going on. Um, but yeah, yeah, certainly float sale, holidays, um, our anniversary party, you know, oh, like cool. those are, oh, they're all kind of spread out because our anniversary is in April, float sales in August, holidays are December and then throw oh. another one in there, you know, somewhere for whatever. But originally I thought it would be monthly, but, um, 
given the fact that I do it, uh, it, right, it just right. doesn't happen. It's amazing how much work it, work it is. Like you have Seriously. to blow up that inspiration, get into it. Get what's the season and how's that affecting the floats? <laughs> yes, what am I gonna? It's tough, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, but we do we do uh, a float for friends um, raffle, and once a week we pick. Um, typically once a week or every other week we pick. Uh, someone off the list and we give them a free float for a friend who's never been to the float club and so this newsletter is going to have a uh many little more winners than usual (laughs) because we've been so lax in uh (laughs) which is cool i mean whatever you know it's our way of you know giving back i love it yeah well, Amy, how often do you send any? Yeah, so for us, I, I ran into the same problems in the beginning. It was not very consistent. I was lucky to get it out quarterly. Uh, but in the past, oh, let's see, probably in this, this past year, uh, we are up to a monthly newsletter. We're working nice. really hard on consistency. Mm-hmm. And and we used to do it too. We would pile in, as, you know, we'd try to make it a good, compact, really meaty newsletter. And for us, what we're finding and what we're learning is um, having uh, having the newsletter because it is spread out once a month that we can focus on one thing and we're just measuring um, the responses and the click throughs. So it's really learning. I wish I could say more or give you a really good reason why we do this, but we're learning um, yeah. a lot of. It. We're just learning information right now, uh, and so far it's it's it is a challenge. And I have employees, and a lot of my work these days has been sitting at a desk, but it is still a challenge every month to write a love letter that's mm. going to connect with people and give them valuable information. And yeah, yeah. it's tough. I yeah. Agree. Hard work. And, yeah. and I'll answer my own question yeah, here, which do. is that we've always wanted to do a monthly and it's hard to well up the inspiration and all that. And, and, uh, and I'm a big fan of write when you're inspired. And so if I'm inspired, write, three different email blasts. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to feel the Christmas spirit in July and write that email blast, you know? So um, I'm taking a page out of our monthly employee meeting uh, playbook, which is if Sandra and I are in charge of our monthly meeting, it won't happen. And <laughs> it just, we, we just, we just kind of suck at that. And we, we, we spend other plates and we don't prioritize it well. And so it just doesn't happen. So uh, with our newsletter, we are starting to hand off writing the intro paragraph to our employees. Uh, it <laughs> it helps that all Love our employees that. are awesome and super bright, and so like it works. Um, Emily was <laughs> our first one to to handle that, and she kind of went above and beyond because she didn't just write the intro; she also wrote an experience that she had in her infrared sauna wrap. Uh, and so I think we, the main thing was introducing a new LMT. So we had a little LMT or a massage sale and, uh, uh, there was no sale with the sauna though, with the infrared wrap, but her sales just went through the roof. She was over the moon about this and, and, um, it was a nice epiphany to me, uh, that not just keeping it concise, but having a few different things for people, like maybe the massages a sale is motivating for one person. And maybe this first person tale of experiencing infrared sauna wrap is intriguing and kind of gets them to, to want to try it out was really interesting. Or if anything, just raising awareness about it, just that interest level is just a really cool way to tell a story and educate somebody on something at the same time. So I think we're going to try to approach our newsletter that way a little bit more often. 
also, we just have so much uh, stuff going on all the time at the Flow Shop. So, like, a monthly newsletter isn't that crazy for just all the updates and changes and things going on. So, there's always something pretty cool to talk about. Um, yeah. But uh, so, so we'll we'll see here uh, if we get our monthly newsletter going. And I think one thing you brought up that I think is really exciting is that you allow your uh, you allow your employees to take ownership of it. Mm-hmm. And that is my goal eventually. Nice. As soon as nice. I find a, uh, as soon as I, I understand what's happening and how to connect with our, with our uh, peeps, um, <laughs> my goal is to hand it over to employees and to keep handing things over. So I, that makes cool. me feel, that makes me feel good. You can do it. I can do it. Oh, man. There's hope. Uh, there is nothing better than handing off work to employees. It is the best thing ever. <laughs> it's so good. And it's so difficult. It's yeah. so difficult to let go. But, man, when you do, it's like, oh, man, everybody's having a better time here. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, just uh, one thing, uh, just because uh, you're feeling some inspiration, uh, Amy, I would I would just also say that it, uh, we're, as smoothly as that went, we're having a little bit of trouble with the second one because while the instructions were great for Emily, it's not necessarily the, the same instructions that are going to reach the, the next person and have it go as fluidly. So really narrowing it down to a very specific set of instructions or inspiration for that person, mm-hmm. I think will be, or excuse me, for anybody will be really important. And that's something, too, I can see a project like a, um, almost like a branding, I want to say branding book, uh, and that's not what I, that's really would be way too, way too overboard. Sure. But yeah, having some description of the voice and those certain words that you use and the, the colors, and this is the type of uh, picture that you want to include. Yeah, I can see that that's super, super important. I, I We've so had funny. to do that. We, we handed over our Snapchat. Um, I've said <laughs> right. that in the past. Yeah. And it's going really well. That was our foray into it. But yeah, we've learned that we have to make a list and we have mm-hmm. to um, we have to be very specific about what we're looking for, what we want, what we don't want. So I'm definitely learning those lessons along the way. That, that's that's interesting. That, so with the, the first draft of the, uh, sec- the most recent email blast, like right away, I was like, whoa, this voice is way louder than how we've ever communicated in an email last before. Just like way more intense. And I was like, do I change that and alter this author's voice or do I run with it? And I'm leaning towards running with it simply because that could be the way that people really like to respond to be talked to or, you know, one out of 12 times like to be spoken to that way, you know? So, um, and, and I think we even include who writes it too. So, um, I think it's okay for it to, to not sound like it's, um, you know, like when you have somebody handle your social media, something like that, where, uh, they think it's you talking because <laughs> yeah. that's just how we think, but really you're hiring a professional to sound like you and they understand your voice and they do that. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think that's um, I think that's fantastic. I'm really excited to see how it goes, and I love the fact that you know if you can introduce it as a guest curator, that takes care of right. the of the voice right there. Nice. I I love that, and it allows your people to connect with each of your uh, each of your employees because yeah. they really do form relationships. Which is really interesting. I'm finding that too with the Facebook Live videos. Like how many people connect with Jen uh, just on a really brief video and her talking about running and just how they feel like they know who she is when she walks in and that she's an ultra marathon runner, you know? Just like these little things make a really big difference that um, maybe I took it for granted that d- didn't appreciate the value as much as I, as I should. That's what it's yeah. all about. It's all these connections. Yeah. And especially when we're throwing people into nothing. Like then even more so it's it's important how you're treated outside in these connections. What were you gonna say, Lindsay? 
No, people love faces, you know, honestly. Mm. Um, and people are blown away when those faces that they see on the social media are actually present in the shop. You know, they're like, True. oh my God, you're the chick on the video. Like, I watched it like 10 times, you know, and it, it, it really, like, that, like, starts, it's like, whoa, hi, yeah, that was me, you know, but it, it makes it, um, yeah, it's just, that's, it's the human connection. And I think, yeah. Um, honestly, what I've seen in our float center and the success of our float center largely hinges on that human connection. Mm-hmm. Um, people, we genuinely talk to people because we genuinely love floating and we love what we're doing and we love sharing it with people. And that, that really comes off, you know, cause we've heard feedback like, oh yeah, it, it, yeah, that place wasn't as genuine or something like, ah, you know. Yep. We see, and you see yep. it in, in the reviews and stuff. People love people love human connection. We're craving it. You know, we are really craving human connection. So, absolutely, completely, one hundred thousand percent agree. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about my week a little bit here, if that's all right. Yes. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into my entire week, but uh, oh, actually, you know what? I just will share a little bit of thing. Just it's been running for the last few episodes, which is a little inspiration from uh, War of Art, the War of Art, and basically battling this entity uh, known as Resistance. And uh, wow, it has just increased my awareness of whenever I am resisting something and. I know I talked about this last week, but just the increased value. The more that you don't want to do something, just the more value it will have. And you know when it's like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. I'm, I might be resistant to that. Uh. But, but that's a, you know in your heart when you're resisting something that you are also drawn to. And that's something that you need to do or mm-hmm. want to do. That if you do that, the payoff is so big. It's so much more fulfilling to do it. Um, yet you're willing to <laughs> send off that next email or God forbid, do a load of laundry before doing that. <laughs> like just doing the things you would never want to do um, to get out of doing it. It's, it's just the funniest thing. And so I've been re- paying a ton of attention to that and um, just finding myself adhering more to um, getting organized and just working period, just like plugging in or if I'm playing going, okay, it's time to go home and, and work or, you know, just like I don't need to be spending as much time playing basically or running away from responsibility really <laughs> or re- resisting it. Resisting it for sure, uh, yeah. But uh, but really the big thing that's been happening is we closed early yesterday. We're closed today, which is a Tuesday. We recorded the show and uh, and we're closed tomorrow for construction. And this is something that's we've been planning for quite some time, and we've we've worked up to it. And uh, we needed a bit of a break after uh, bringing our new float tank in. Lord have mercy, we <laughs> needed a break. And uh, but but we're good. We've we've had downtime. We moved. We Sandra and I moved our personal residence, and and that's kind of coming. Uh, eh, it's 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 home. It's home. There's still work to be done, but it's home. And. Um, we decided to uh, pull as many volunteers as we could and and uh, get some work done. So basically, the real brief synopsis of it is we're adding two layers of, uh, uh, I was going to say three quarters. What is it? Uh, Five-eighths sheetrock? I feel like I'm saying that wrong. I might be delirious at this point. Um, <laughs> All that sheetrock uh, dust. I, th- I think it's five-eighths. It's, it's more yeah. than a half inch. And uh, we're doing double layer. Uh, so regular sheetrock is, is half inch. And so we go five-eighths. Uh, so it's extra thick. And we're doing it times two. And we're putting green glue be- behind each of those. So 
Uh, Amy, did you have are a you, Yeah, I was curious. Are you doing that in your rooms? Are you, I know we talked about windows yes. last week. Is this, is this for yes. the windows, what you've well, gone with? Well, actually, uh, the so the simplified rooms. version was the whole rooms, but the more complex version wow. is we added many layers of uh, sheetrock on top of the windows until it became to the level of the wall. Uh-huh. Um, wow. And uh, so that was true for four windows, which is better than any sound blocking we've ever done in the past, including completely sealing it with green glue sealant. Uh, so that no audio error is coming into any crack in the window. Uh, and again, we are talking about some old windows here, so they're they're not sealed particularly well, but they are now. And uh, oh beyond that, um, yeah. So anyway, so that was Monday. So we closed at 2 o'clock and uh, immediately got to work. And by the end of the day, we had the windows done. A little bit slower than I anticipated, but that's construction. And it was on. It was really it was fine. However, we did need, uh, we have a guy coming in to do um, the taping and putting, and he does it in one day. He's kind of incredible. This is something wow. that takes, if I were to do this, would take eternity. He busts it out. Wow. And uh, he's done this for us in the past, and we are always just blown <laughs> away when we walk in. And there's not dust everywhere. Like, he does an amazing job of prepping and everything. The guy's, I mean, he's a wizard. He's just crazy. Uh, he's a putty wizard. <laughs> he's a putty wizard. He is. And um, he's does, coming in at 7 o'clock tonight. Yeah, go ahead. Does he come to Nashville? That's what I really <laughs> want to know. You know, <laughs> with for the right price, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. Um, he's, he's been so kind to us and like, uh, working around our crazy hours and everything too. So this, he is, he's a buddy wizard. So, uh, sheetrock, um, green glue, good times. Oh yeah. So we come in this morning, uh, we have somebody helping us out, uh, who's, you know, done some construction. And, uh, so that was super helpful. However, you know, he had to leave at a certain point and Sandra's pregnant and, uh, let's see, Abe, Abe, good Lord. Our employee Abe comes in almost every Tuesday, if not every Tuesday and helps out. And he just loves doing the construction. I think he likes the camaraderie too. We always have a good time, but I think also like, you know, fulfillment, like you're, you're learning a trade basically, you're learning these skill sets. And I think that's fun and exciting. And so he just digs the hell out of it and we have a good time. And so he was uh, Johnny on the spot on this new, new thing here. And, um, but with that being said, you know, not an expert, uh, nor am I, nor is Sandra. <laughs> also, she's pregnant. So not lifting a ton of a sheetrock today, although she did lift some, uh, yeah. um, and then, uh, Let's see here. And then we've got Jen in there, who's there normally on Tuesdays for deep clean, but she was there to help out. Um, also, <laughs> as, she, as she put it, you know, like she's got a lot of strengths. Construction is not her strength. She doesn't enjoy it. Uh, also, the ultra marathon runners tend not to be the ones who do a deadlift either. So not a ton of, of heavy lifting. Although I will say like as much as I'm saying, you know, we're not all lifting heavy amounts, like everybody held their own and, and, did an amazing amount of work. I cannot believe it, including we have tile trim. So we have six-inch tile trim that goes up the walls that we couldn't break off. He was just destroying the walls, so we're covering it, uh, which also means these little cuts into the sheetrock and everything, and Sandra and Jen are doing these smaller pieces, installing it, and it's just uh, insanity, but it was all moving at a great pace. We're doing it. Oh and our infinity room, the room where we don't have a lid, we, we're knocking it out and feeling good uh -huh. about it. Like things are happening. 
I take a lunch, I come back, everybody else takes a lunch. And then all of a sudden I realize time is getting a little bit tighter than I thought. And uh, I realize tranquility is far more difficult to work with because uh, it's closer to the wall. So uh, there's, there's less room to get up, especially up high. Like you can't get a ladder mm-hmm. up there. It's really funky in that sense. And then we also have outlets all over the place in tranquility room. So, oh my uh, which means a lot That's of a cut. fine cuts and stuff. So, um, <laughs> oh. my stress level rises. Sandra earlier had kind of been pushed too far. Like she, she got very red with sweating and that's not how I want to see my pregnant wife, you know, at any point in time. So that was, um, a little, I guess, upsetting. And I, I think, yeah, so she, she took a break, but um, I think her stress level was also rising as like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be coming in here, and we need, we need this done. Um, well, we end up pushing him back by a few hours. Uh, uh, my dad ends up coming in, driving from oh. bum F, <laughs> way, way out past or, uh, Portland um, to uh, – come in and help out and Sandra last minute got a sheetrock guy to come in and so as I left to record the podcast today completely wasted by the way um I've, maybe not early for everybody else but waking up at 7 a.m for me is a push uh and uh doing construction from 8 a.m on was uh I mean I am talking work constantly oh my uh, gosh was, uh, i can't even believe you're talking on this podcast right now <laughs> <laughs> i feel totally re-energized this is great actually just talking this is good this you is can so handle fun. that right yeah i can that handle is this. hardcore my friend it, it feels it feels hardcore and the, the time yeah. crunch is really what made it hardcore also you'll never appreciate half inch sheetrock more than after dealing with the five eights like uh-huh. it, it's not twice as thick but it feels twice as heavy it's ridiculous re- ridiculous yeah. um, and bringing that upstairs you know our flight of stairs ah. the small hallways and everything it's just such a son of a yeah. gun um, oh my and god then, and then of course we're also prepping each sheet with green glue uh we bought tubs of green glue this time ah. instead of instead of the uh tubes, tubes. so we're sucking it up and, and launching it on there which is really fun and kind of cool but it's time consuming uh-huh. and gross my clothes are destroyed I don't know what year the shirt I'm wearing from the float conference. It might have been the original float conference, but I, I think I might have to retire it after today. Um, and uh, what was the other thing? Oh, I don't know. Anyways, I, I got a picture uh, just before we started the show, and it looks like this sheetrock guy is just going to mwah, just just annihilate this, and I think we'll be we'll be good to go because we are almost booked hundred percent Thursday. So if we, we like, we can't oh cancel or open late. Right. We need to open. So, so after wow. today, uh, tomorrow morning when we come in, actually, uh, this guy, Joe, the, the, uh, the, the, the putty fairy, uh, the, the wizard will be, uh, texturing, uh, the following morning after, uh, you know, we, we bump the heat, run the air and dry everything quickly. He'll be yeah. texturing. And then as soon as that dries, we paint. Uh, so that's why like the timeline of everything is insane. It and, is insane. Uh, oh my gosh. This yeah. Is kind of what we do. If we didn't do this, it would be like the every Tuesday thing for a year, <laughs> which is <laughs> also pretty tough. Technically, yeah. should we given ourselves another day? Yeah, that would have been smart, but uh, nothing like a little fire under your ass to get your get get your resources together and get stuff done. So there yeah. you go. How are your doors? Are are you gonna have to redo any of your door jams, or is that all oh, okay? You know, I should I should clarify that. That's uh, a, a real good question, which is that uh, something I didn't explain is that it's only two walls for each room. 
okay. which makes it sound like a lot less. Like I didn't do that much today anymore. Gosh, it sounds super easy. Dang it. I outed you. Uh, yeah, you totally did. <laughs> Darn it. Um, so it's only the outside facing walls. Uh, so anything that's facing the street or just anything okay. outside for, for two of these float rooms. Floatarium's good enough for now. It would have just been too much to add that on uh, for, for this project. It's also, if anybody knows Floatarium Room, it... Uh, Instead of having four walls, it has three regular 90-degree angle walls and then one that goes outside of the building at, at with has three pieces, if you will. So there's even more odd angles and would just be a, just a lot of work, just a lot of work to, to deal with. So that'll have to be a separate thing at some point in the future. But anyway, I am so happy for the float shop. Like, we are getting upgrades, baby. The float shop is going to be so much quieter. I'm, I'm just so excited about that. And then with the new tank coming in, it, it's just... Uh, just a good time to be the shoppy. It's it's fun. That's amazing. Congratulations. And uh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. And if I fall asleep during the show, just know that's <laughs> that's why I passed out. Um, I'll just yell yeah. in your ear. It'll be okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Actually, if you could just sing a little lullaby or something, just give me five <laughs> minutes. I'm sure our listeners. You're not will wearing love. earplugs and you're not underwater, so you should hear us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, all right. Gosh. Yeah, I think I summarized all the, or maybe that wasn't considered a summary, but I feel like there was so much more to today, but that's that's what's going on. Um, cool. Oh, there's so much I want to talk about, and Lindsay, I think you're a big part. Oh, so yeah, Lindsay, I want to understand where you're coming from. I want to hear about you making your float center, your inspirations, and some of the things, the really interesting things that you've learned that we talked about uh, prepping for the show. I want to get into all of that. But of course, first, I want to talk about the float conference, which is, oh my God, coming up so fast. I Next week. Next week. By the time this airs, it's like, it's literally one wait. week away. <laughs> I know. It's the best time of year. Uh, man. If, uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets, oh, oh, here's a funny one. I, uh, I do consulting, and there was a gentleman who was like, should I buy tickets and go to the conference, or should I um, hire you for consulting? And I was like, wow, that is a... Uh, uh. uh, I said, well, <laughs> as strong of a desire as I have to make money, <laughs> uh, I think going to the float conference is... It, there's nothing like it. Uh, the inspiration that you're going to have and as well as all the information that you're going to have, the connections, the networking, there's, there's nothing like it. You should, you should go to the conference. And then yeah. I wept quietly. <laughs> I didn't know why I was crying, but, uh, money is the only reason I cry all the time. So many people are <laughs> walk in like wanting to open a float center and they don't even know there's a float conference. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, stop. Mm -hmm. Like microphone drop. Like, no, here's the website. Yep. Go get yourself a ticket to the float conference because um, yes. it, it pains me to think of someone opening a float center without, without yeah. that experience. Yeah. Like it was essential for us, like critical. Like it was, yeah, no, <laughs> it's, I, I feel like it's not even an option. I'm like, if you don't have the money to go to the float conference, you don't right. have the money to open a float center. <laughs> so stop. and. Funny. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's true because not only do you get the knowledge, but you also start your support base, which people yeah. don't realize how much they're going to need once they <laughs> yes. start this process. Yeah, Thank you, Amy. that's the truth. I, yeah. yeah, there's I have a little contingent of float center owners who will like send me text messages like 12 o'clock in the you know right. in the morning, like, uh, what do you think about this? You know, uh, and that's yep. it's so essential. It's we need it, man. The community, uh, it's all. So true. <laughs> and and this whole podcast, uh, the 
Art of the Float, all that stuff wouldn't exist without Amy's inspiration to me. So, yeah, like that that connection was so freaking important. It mm. is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, Dylan, you did you did good, man. You did good. So proud. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> thanks. That's um, tough. Oh, it was nice to work a pat on my back into our advertisements. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of patting us on the back, it's not really a pat on our on our back, but uh, just a little bit more about Art of the Float at the Float Conference is that uh, we have a roundtable uh, discussion going on. It's going to be hosted by Amy, myself, and Lance, and I'm so excited. We're going to have so much fun. I, I did it by myself last year before we had the, the podcast going, and it was radical. It was so cool. It's going to be bigger this time. I think it's 120 people who can join up, Woo! and we're already um, – we're, we're getting there already. So I, <laughs> I would love it if we had 123 people there, that would be awesome. So, um, join us. Um, we're, we're going to be sending an email out. We're going to ask for what you guys want to talk about. We'll do a, a vote beforehand and we'll figure out what the real nitty and gritty is that we want to talk about. And we're going to go completely off topic, of course. And, and uh, we'll we'll go on uh, our own little rants. Uh, Lance will go on a good Gary V rant, I'm sure, and inspire <laughs> everybody. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun. So I hope you join us there. And if not, that's totally cool too. There are a ton of other awesome activities to partake in as well. So www.floatconference.com is where you want to go and uh, look at the activities under the schedule and uh, you can you can see what you can sign up for some cost money some are free the roundtable discussion is free but uh, either way uh, there's something there for you so uh, jump in there it's a good time oh my god I can't believe it's almost here it's very exciting I know uh, oh you want to know a wait. little anecdote uh, I uh, on the, the way into last year's float conference uh, Sandra said Oh, yeah, it's, uh, my brother's on the phone. Or my, that was my brother on the phone. Uh, he was wishing me a happy birthday. Oh, it's your birthday. I totally forgot her birthday oh, because we were so no. wrapped up in the float conference and float shop, everything. And <laughs> she didn't even bat an eye about it. We celebrated yeah. it, you know. But, oh, uh, my ooh. God. <laughs> we're, we're pushing her birthday out a week this time so we can actually give it the, uh, the energy it deserves. That's Oh, talk about a bad moment. <laughs> that sinking feeling. Yeah, right. It's never been oh. so bad, right? Oh. Under, understanding wife, though, you know, like, come on, you guys are in this together. She's, so. the, best. She's the best. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she, yeah, it's like as if she didn't know how much stress we were under at the time and how much work we were going through at the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she, she didn't wince at all. Lindsay, we talked about like your week and everything, but I want to know broader strokes about your history and you're in business with your husband, which is interesting and amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I want to know, I want to know about, let's just start with like, how did you discover floating? How did you get into this? Um, like so many people, my husband discovered floating through Joe oh, Rogan. Nice, nice. And he had <laughs> never floated and contacted uh, Shoshona from Samadhi and wanted to like buy a tank Whoa. and put it in his house and like <laughs> put it in his extra bedroom and nice. like rent floats to people. So if it works um, for Joe Rogan. What's that? If it works for Joe Rogan to have one in your house. <laughs> yeah. So that's what he was thinking. And then, um, gosh, I think that was. 2010 when he contacted her 2011 wow. it was because he had the email he pulled it up anyways <laughs> um because he because he, he's like yeah, i know you don't believe me you know that <laughs> <laughs> so um he was raving about it and 
we both went to do uh, take Vipassana courses. He had done them mm -hmm. before me and then had been telling me about Vipassana. And at first I thought uh, being silent for 10 days and meditating sounds like something I absolutely cannot do. Interesting. <laughs> You're such a wallflower. It seems natural for you. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I've never shut up for five minutes. How could I shut up for 10 days? And this is, mm -hmm. anyways. So. I finally, um, I was inspired after doing enough research and homework to, nice. to take a course, cool. um, which totally changed my life as it changed mm -hmm. his. And then after <laughs> that, we planned a field trip to space-time tanks. Oh, and, nice. Because that's where I feel like we're, everyone oh, has gosh. to float. And, where um, are you, Lindsay? That's probably that? important. Where are you? <laughs> oh, I am in, we are in Naperville, Illinois, oh, which okay. is exactly like what, like 33 miles due west of Chicago. Thank you. Um, and I apologize for not introducing that earlier. That's okay. No, we are uh, a Nietzsche float club, Naperville, Illinois. We're hanging out right off of highway 88. If you guys know where that is. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, we, we booked this field trip to space time tanks and I, I really hadn't done my homework on floating, but Paul's like, we got to do this. I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like the yes person. So we go and honestly just had our, I had my mind completely blown. Um, <laughs> How so? I, was it? How so? I came out of the tank and I, I felt like the clock had rewound like mm. by 10 years. I looked like I was 18 years old again. <laughs> and I was, I felt like 10 days of meditating was, I don't want to say consolidated. I already had such a, I developed a, a much a greater awareness of my body and then getting in that float tank just amplified it. Mm. You know, mm, it just seemed like what took 10 days of sitting on a cushion all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I was there in the float tank in an hour. Um, and I, I, my, I was kind of like, man, we're going to, we can get people to meditate this way, you know, because many people don't associate meditation. It's pleasant. They get all oh, boring. I'm sitting on a cushion. It's not right. sexy, but right. associated with floating. And all of a sudden it's, mm. it, you know, it, it became the message to, to kind of show more people like, Hey, like this can really benefit you. It's a little quiet time alone with yourself, a little introspection. And, um, yeah. So after that, we just kind of started researching. I, oh, I, I have to ask, how was his first float? Oh, it was, it was great as well. Okay, you know, okay. both of us, uh, well, and I had the classic first float, uh, faux pas of leaving uh, my cell phone on. And typically nobody calls me. Like I don't get a lot of phone calls. It's always like text messages. But of course we happen to be in the process of uh, trying to get this little foreclosure condo, which is, and, uh, and the real estate agent called like in the middle of the flow, like with the negotiations. I'm like, wow. ah, anyways. So of course I got out and walked all around in my salty booty and got salt all over everything mm -hmm. and got, you know, but luckily it was probably, I don't even know, first five minutes on my float. So it didn't happen like when I was deep. Got and it. so, yeah, I cut that stuff and bolted back into the nice. tank. Nice. Um, and then that was also my first experience with realizing how insidious Epsom salt is and how <laughs> covered in it you are because oh, no. everything yeah. I owned was covered in Epsom salt. Well, my first thought when you said you, you went to your phone is how was your phone after that? Because my home button was wrecked after a float. Oh my gosh. It was crust. It yeah. was like, I was like, what? Like when I got out of the tank though, I was like so surprised. I'm like, what did a salty leprechaun plant? It didn't even dawn on me that it was me who got out of the flow tank and put the salt everywhere you were the salt wizard i was the salt wizard and of course eric when i came out of the room from space time tanks he was he was working 
And he saw it and immediately I saw his <laughs> eyes like bug out of his head, like, oh, another idiot. Like, oh, <laughs> no. oh, and he was on that salt like instantaneously. And now I know because after you have to clean up salt on so many floaters, um, you, you know, you're like, ah, darn it when it happens. I, you know, that's so funny. I don't even, it's hard to picture not knowing what salty water is or like what it becomes, you know, just that, that, uh, naivete of Mm -hmm. it's clear water. What, what, how, how does this happen? (laughs) Yeah. Well, we, people do it all. When we had our anniversary party, we put signs up, um, please do not stick your hands in the tanks. Like we Mm. promise you it's salty because people come in and they want to like dive into the float tank all nicely dressed like they're just like so curious we had some people like stick their hand and like taste it and i'm like oh, oh my god i mean oh, no. seriously so literally we had these signs up that said please like just trust us the water is salty you know <laughs> like wow. trust us we're gonna have to clean these showers later it's salty <laughs> wow so so did you immediately start Work, I think you just segued to that to starting to work on we, a business plan. Or? We did. We immediately, I immediately pulled up a spreadsheet and we started trying <laughs> to just guesstimate um, right. wildly what this might take. <laughs> um, we purchased that, uh, I think it was the How to Start a Float Center from Samadhi. They had like, I think it was like mm. a little $40 PDF that was mm. like 30 or 45 pages. Mm. And we read that and we just, I don't know, we just started trying to put the pieces together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were doing all kinds of other stuff at at the time as well. And so it wasn't like top priority because we had, we were into some farming and Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we're just kind of putting it together. And then Paul's like, Hey, there's this thing called a float conference. And he's like, I just found it when I was Googling. And I thought, well, if we're going to do this, we we need to go to this float conference. Like this is, we have to like, what better way to learn, Um, you know, in a way, because, so we we said it that way, we had done our homework, you know, some homework, you know, we were reading, um, reading blogs, just kind of researching, reading all the Float Tank Solutions blogs, but ultimately, yeah, we needed to get to this conference, and um, so after the conference, we were a little dumbfounded and stupefied, like a lot of uh, potential new float center owners. I had never heard of Green Blue, Uh, uh, never thought of Soundproof, yeah. I was really curious. That is something interesting to bring up. What were the changes from your your plans pre-conference to your plans post-conference? What what things stuck out the most as as the things that you didn't expect? Um, Look for the quietest space you could possibly find. (laughs) That That was the First thing I thought, because I was hearing all these soundproofing like nightmares and how big of a how big of an issue it was, and feeling dump trucks rumble on the road. I'm like, okay, we need a good setback from the road. We need to like we need quiet neighbors. Like, is there a cemetery nearby? Like, we locate there. You know, we seriously. Um, I think that was the biggest thing. And number one, it totally increased what we were thinking our construction budget would be. Um, you know, kind of, kind of blew it out of the water. And we also hadn't, mm. we didn't know about all the float tank manufacturers. You know, he, you know, he oh. had reached out to Samadhi. Um, so we hadn't 
we didn't know the array of manufacturers and and the range in prices. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll never forget when I spoke to Luke uh, of Ocean Float Rooms and he told me that an Ocean Float Room starts at like $43,000 and my jaw hit the floor. I thought, okay, we cannot open a float center with those. Like, <laughs> So um, just just that awareness of, of, of genuinely what it would, what it, um, takes. And, um, we, we were able to definitely adjust our numbers from there. Um, and like I said, there was still a fair amount of insanity that pushed us over the edge, uh, to do this just cause we were just driven. That's all I can say to people. Um, it's not funny. We were just driven. We were so, uh, motivated, almost just blindly insanely and we happened to um we came back we kind of took like two weeks and and pop we let it uh say ruminate for about two weeks after we came back from the float conference Mm. and uh, we were still thinking about it and so then we ended up actually buying two more plane tickets to go back out to portland to do the apprenticeship with float on we thought okay like we need to learn more. Um, again, <laughs> yeah, now that all we're scared, of... <laughs> maybe we should actually have the tools to do this. Yeah, we should have the tools to do this. Um, and, and again, one of those things like looking at it is, okay, we're spending, I don't even know how much it was, but if this is going to save us um, from making an epically more expensive mistake, you know, going past the point of no return, um, we need to do it. Because, yeah, because basically – once we sign the lease and put the deposit on the float tanks, that was it. It was you open or you bankrupt yourself. That was the position we were in. And so we knew that, you know. Um, yeah. Right. Yep, yep. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we finally we found a space. Um, I joke, it's three minutes from our house and three minutes from the highway. And it was deeply set back off the road. And we have quiet neighbors. And it just seemed like win, 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 win. And... Uh, the landlord, I mean, it was affordable, um, cause some of the prices we were getting were just outrageous mm-hmm. and we're like, no, we cannot spend $30 a square foot or <laughs> plus cams. Get out of here. Are you crazy? <laughs> you know, like, you're, no, you're the destination. You're the destination. Yeah. Well, People that was, we kept telling ourselves we're the destination. <laughs> and honestly, it is so, so, so true. Um, you are the float center. You are the destination. Like people nice. will find you and then once they do they're like oh my god that's really cool places here and i um yeah so can i ask uh this is i love asking everybody about this but you had talked about here's our budget oh soundproofing what's that oh (laughs) our budget just went up a lot how did you if you don't mind sharing how did you end up getting your whether it's investors how did you get your money Where'd your money come from? Yeah. Um, well, Paul and I are little squirrels, and we've, we squirreled away a lot of savings over there. Both of us are not spenders or savers. Um, and then we sold um, the condo that uh, we were mm. living in in Naperville, and we pulled all the money from that. Um, and then the rest of it was zero interest credit cards. Like, how much money can we spend, you know? Wow. Um fortunate to you know to have a very good credit history and so yeah. we were able to kind of max out that way and uh <laughs> spend an alarming i have never ever uh, ever carried debt in my life uh-huh. and i i had a spreadsheet 
and I had a, you know, tracking like what I had to pay each month, um, to make sure. And it was like daunting. Like it totally like was weighing on me at first. Yes. I, was like, yes. I was like, Oh God, we got to get this paid off. We got to get this paid <laughs> off. Like we can't pay us. We have to pay the debt, right, pay the right. debt. For, you know, like, right. you know, we, we still, you know, we did, we didn't drop everything. You know, we held back some funds like for a rainy mm-hmm. day, but that was just why like we needed, uh, but fortunately, yeah, we were, I was able to get, um, we were able to get quite a few uh, credit cards that had 18 months uh, oh, zero wow. interest. And wow. so I was like, all right, 25000 Okay, I've got 18 months, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So my question would be, so this is uh, a lot of us are bankrolled. Mark and I pretty much bankrolled ours as well. And um, if you had to do it all over again, would you put yourself in that same situation or would you try to do something different? Any regrets? Um, no, we would definitely uh, apply for some bank financing second time around. Um, mm. I honestly think this time, neither of us having business experience, neither of us having experience obviously in the float industry uh, because really nobody had his experience in the float industry. Um, I think we just thought it would be completely helpless and it would probably take who knows months, if not years to get this rolling. And we were Mm. just really eager to make it happen. And like I said, it surely is psychotic for someone to you know, probably take 70% of their assets and sink it into any one basket. Um, But if you believe in something, it doesn't seem that crazy. You know, the way that you've described it it feels very similar to Sandra and I. And Amy, I don't know if this was like this way for you or if it was for Lance, but just like just this insatiable drive and yeah, your your intellect and your brain is wrapped around it, but there's something else moving you where it's just like this is going to happen. This is yeah. just going to happen. Yeah, you are just you're driven by something deeper. Um, yeah. you, there's no other way to describe it. Whatever your purpose is for doing this, it is you know pushing you. Um, yeah. You know, even though you're looking at these numbers, they just. You don't even care. You're like, whatever, we're doing this. It's going to happen. Some, some naivete helps. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do too. I, I, yeah. Ignorance absolutely. is bliss. So, Amy, yes. what, about, what about you? Yeah, I was, I was going to say, actually, it's interesting to me uh, when you mentioned that earlier uh, that, yeah, we, we had the same situation. I am, I'm a motivated person. I, uh-huh. I have I'll taken <laughs> quite a few risks in my lifetime mm. to start businesses. But when it came to floating, it is the first time ever. Uh, in my entire life, that when every single odd was stacked against me, I continued to like take money out of my house. I continued huh. to do things that in my past I probably would not have risked as much. And there was some sort of drive. I have never been so driven in my life. So there's just something about floating. I think that says a lot for the industry and for um, the people that get into this industry. It's very cool. Sure. I loved hearing that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And That's I think it shows a lot for the people who – uh, we have so many people who've come in wanting to open float centers, but I think <laughs> as they start to do the homework, I think many of them get scared away. Yeah. And I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. And it's I mean, not because I want to see more float centers open, but I want to see float centers open with people who genuinely have mm-hmm. the passion and purpose for it, and not because they think 
it's just an easy way to make money because yeah. I think there are far easier ways to make money <laughs> than opening a float center, <laughs> um, especially knowing everything we know now. Um, and right. It, it's, it's funny how many people want to start float centers because they did the math on this is how much a float costs and this is how much money I can make. Boom. I'm in. I'm rich. Yeah. And, uh, and they'll be in Cancun all year. Like, no, I'm sorry. That's not how it works. <laughs> but what's really funny is when people ask, well, then why is it so difficult? I block out all the difficulties. <laughs> like, I can't can't think immediately of, like, why it's so difficult. But uh, it's it's uh, quite the beast of burden. That, that's how you can that's how you can survive day to day. We just block out that <laughs> right? stuff. We I just know. look ahead. Just keep on it's moving. Funny. Keep on moving. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to, Lindsay, ask you about, uh, well, I, I mispronounced your name. I said, so, uh, Anika Float Club. Actually, I don't even think I said, I think I said Float Center. And you're yeah. like, actually, it's Anika Float Club. <laughs> and uh, once I pulled my foot out of my mouth, I... I wanted to ask, but I didn't ask, so we could talk about it on air. Um, why a uh, Anicha? What that means, and then why a float club? Because I don't know that I've heard of any other float center with a float club at the end. Yeah. Um, well, Anicha comes from the Vipassana meditation, which was nice. the motivation for us opening. And Anicha mm -hmm. essentially means impermanence or change. Cool. It's when you fundamentally understand that nothing is ever staying the same that you can learn to avoid clinging to pleasant things mm. um or, and trying to constantly avoid unpleasant things because you know that everything is in a constant state of a flux just ebb and flow mm. um and we wanted um on each afloat, like that was, we knew, okay, that was going to be it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's always a conversation starter for people because they wonder, are you Annika? Who's Annika? <laughs> ah, <nice. laughs> That's the first thing I get asked all the time. I'm like, no, nobody's Annika. <laughs> nice. We are all Annika. <laughs> we are the same. We're all Annika. Um, and the club, I mean, honestly, we, our first, or, uh, or the first domain we purchased was Anicha Float Spa, and oh, interesting. But the that was, but we didn't announce it as that, mm. um, and we were just we didn't like it. We, we not like Paul and I aren't spa people, but right, right. we didn't necessarily love the connotation of the spa industry always being geared towards women. Um, mm. When we knew that we were definitely going to be, you know, probably even distribution men and women for clientele, which mm. we truly are um, to this day, we're, we're very genuinely, uh, we serve both populations. Um, and then the float center just kind of sound really generic to us. Just, <laughs> I mean, to be totally honest, and mm -hmm. float studio, I'm like, well, I just think of yoga. I know there's some studios mm. out there. And so we were just texting one morning going through different, uh, you know, trying to come back and forth different names. And finally, I'm like, why don't Float Club? I said, it's, it's catchy, number one. Um, we want people, um, in our idea, it was bringing people together, um, like a human club, you know, like to talk about cool stuff, share cool ideas. And, you know, it's like a club has like a monthly meeting. Maybe you'll hang out with us once a month. Maybe, right. maybe you won't. Um, <laughs> it just, it totally, it all just, it just jived. We just yeah. liked it. And cool. we Googled and we saw there was uh, only one other float club out there. It was the Palm Avenue float club in what, Singapore? Oh. <laughs> and we were surprised. And so and later we found out, I think there is one 
someone else in Canada who is using that term as well. Um, I can't, rec I don't recall the name at the moment, but actually since we, we opened and we named our business a float club, I know there's a lady who came to visit us who's opening the Quad City Float Club. And then there's a gentleman from Iowa who came to visit us who's also naming it a float club. So I think the Midwest nice. is going to have float clubs. <laughs> that seems to be how it works. <laughs> used to that if that's your first time experiencing that. Yeah. Um, cool. Thank you for your explanation that I, I like that. Yeah. Being part of a club. Yeah, that's very inclusive. You're, you're part of something. That's interesting. Yeah, well, and honestly, um, if anything, some of the things we put in our newsletters, it tends to be interesting stuff we talk about or we research. You know, um, hmm. Paul especially is such an avid researcher. He's, he's hungry for knowledge and new ideas. He's constantly watching documentaries. And, he, you know, he loves to engage people, um, you know, on a deeper level, not just the superficial, hey, how's your week? You know, he's like, hey, right. have you heard about this? You know, he's like, watch this, you know. And, and nice. part of what we do many times is sending emails to our clients with, uh, <laughs> with interesting stuff for them to learn. You know, <laughs> awesome. it, it's, it's, it's engaging, you know. That's great. They, yeah, they look forward to like seeing us and wondering, oh, what are these guys watching this week? What are they nice. learning this week? So, oh, cool, that's great. I love it. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things is to educate, educate or entertain, especially particularly social media, email, something like that. That that's perfect. Mm -hmm. um, so when you opened, did you just knock it out of the park, book to the max? Did you have a no, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> what was your opening like? Oh my goodness. Well, let's see. Uh, the only other float center around really is Space Time Tanks in Chicago. Um, mm -hmm. And so when we opened, we were just completely unknown. I think we had that uh, that thought the whole time, like, if you build it, they will come. If uh -huh. you build it, they will come. And we opened the doors and nobody came. <laughs> I mean, we gave out all of our, all of the surrounding businesses, all of our, you know, I went oh. door to door with free float coupons, Whoa. like, just like, Hey, come float, like, check it out. And they're like, what root beer float? I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, and just the, the puzzled looks on people's faces as I, as I tried to describe our business. Um, and yeah, even I, I teach yoga and I invited mm. 300 yoga teachers I sent an email blast and I'm like all of you I'm inviting you free floats get your butts in the wow. tanks and we only had about 30 of them take us up on it I guess it's not horrible but, yeah, number. Not bad. no 10 percent's a good good response I guess I was thinking it was going to be higher I was thinking yeah, oh all these people are like deep meditative yogis right. oh no 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 um <laughs> so yeah it was um, it was definitely slow going at first, um, and that certainly made our first couple of months a little stressful, but mm. at the same point, um, we didn't, even though all of our research, nothing prepares you to genuinely run a float center. Um, I feel like nothing prepares you for potentially the break, the equipment malfunctions, uh, nothing, prepared, right. you know, <laughs> I mean, you're just There's not so yeah. right. Like how, what do I do with peroxide? How do I, um, you know, oh, do yeah. I have enough, you know, do I have enough salt? Even just figuring how to out give an all intro. Of, what's that? Uh, just how to give an intro, just like all the things. Yeah. Oh, right. When you Everything. Everything. Um, yes. Every, <laughs> all the things. That's right. All the things. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it took us a solid, you know, two to three months to really 
start to kind of get on our feet even and get into a, a rhythm. And if we had been booked solid from the day we opened, it would have probably been a disaster, to be honest with you. We just would have had no flow, no rhythm. We right. We just didn't, I mean, yeah, we, it was a building process. And it was honestly, I would say about six to eight months um, before we really started to feel word of mouth and our tanks finally started, you know, to get booked. I mean, because... Like I said, I think we we opened, it was probably like, I don't even know, 10%, maybe, you know, maybe 50, you know, it was, it was pretty abysmal. It was like, well, okay. I was going to say it was better than us when we first opened, our first <laughs> op couple opening weeks. It's like, mom, how was your float? And how's the intro? <laughs> what would you like to see us improve? And can yeah. you please tell everyone you know about this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, I think, um, I think it's a good thing for, for new float center owners um, to not be like chomping at the gate to be booked mm -hmm. solid. Um, mm -hmm. Let embrace that learning period. Um, yes. It's going to be stressful. And if you have a pack schedule and something, you know, it's going to be, it's even going to be more stressful if you have to cancel or move or change mm -hmm. floats as you're learning. Um, yeah. So having a soft opening or just, laying low until you kind of, you know, really get your feet wet, I think is, is, uh, invaluable for anyone. Um, yeah, we couldn't have done it if we were not slow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely agree. And it's really interesting. More and more people are, um, building their email lists or their client lists before they ever open so that they can open with a bang and be basically having just large revenue right out of the gate. But, but I would highly recommend tempering that and, definitely doing a friends and family soft opening but then at the same time getting a handle on these tanks and and, and all the the things that can go wrong just every little minutia of it um i mean in in the, in the i think in the the best of both worlds would be a nice organic growth that happens naturally as you and your employees build up to managing a full uh full center Mm -hmm. while making the money of the full center from the beginning, but that's not a reality. So you have to find some in between for sure. There's, there's a compromise there, but yeah. you don't want to sacrifice the quality of the float while you're learning. With that being said, actually, this just popped in my head. When you first open, people are so forgiving. It's ridiculous. If you're particularly one of the owners there and you're really curious about their floats or what went bad, uh, in their float and all that, and you're really curious and genuine about it, people still love you. I cannot mm. believe what people yeah. put up. We have had people <laughs> what people put up with. <laughs> yeah, oh, seriously, the pump running the entire time. Uh, oh, no. With music yeah. running the entire yeah. time. The same mm. song playing on repeat for 90 over minutes. I would go insane. <laughs> Yet these people are, A, still enjoying it and jovial afterwards and so kind so like you get this secret card that is so awesome when you first open that lets you get away with just completely dropping the ball which is awesome yeah. and what a good testament to just human beings in general that like kind of understanding but i do think you have to kind of be there as the owner it can't just be you <laughs> hired somebody to be there and they're messing up yeah. like well, yeah, if you have floundering employees, I think that's that's way worse, yeah, you know, because yeah. um, I, when I think about that, too, like, 
we didn't really know how to run a float center ourselves. And so how was I going to train, <laughs> train. another person on how to run a float center? Mm-hmm. Um, and even now, you know, all of the, the ifs, the what's, the things that can go wrong, especially um, with the equipment, you know, and yeah. being there from the beginning, like we know how to troubleshoot our tanks inside and out. Yeah. Um, and even sometimes they can stump us, you know, yeah. so, yeah. um, trying to, you know, be like, okay, employee, if you're desperate, call it, you call me immediately, you know, like, but yeah. you still don't know if they, you know, yeah, Absolutely. if they can handle it. But yeah, having a knowledgeable, friendly person, uh, to talk and it, 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 it's, it's invaluable, you know? Yeah. People, yeah, we had a pump run once and the person came out and was like, that was amazing. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> And I, I think we caught it. I forget. I think we caught it like 35 minutes in and we we're like, oh, what? Like, you didn't catch that? You didn't catch that? Like, the classic uh, finger pointing. Like, right, right, I told right. you to check. You know? And, uh, but yeah, the girl came out like mind blown and we're right? like, okay. It was like, let's not say anything about the pump being on. Like, yeah. you don't know how long you've been in there anyway. So maybe so- the pump was on for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> How stressed out have you guys been knowing that somebody's having a terrible float, like that, that some noise from outside or just something that you know is just completely giving them a shitty float and you're just downstairs angry or just like just upset at their bad float or just – do you guys – have you had that and does it, does it just wreck you? Um, <laughs> you know, I feel like – we haven't – we usually don't find out until after. Um so it's too late for us to stress during. Uh-huh. Um, we have had, like I said, people who come in with genuinely no clue what they were getting. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Um, one gentleman uh, continued to call us his entire float to ask for the jets. Oh, no. And I was like, you don't understand. There's no jets. There's no jets. He just couldn't wait for the jets. And I was ready to just turn the darn jets off. I was just so superbly annoyed that he had called uh, the front desk like six times asking for jets. And I think I finally, I forget what I said. I'm like, well, you don't have to stay in there if you don't like it. You know, like, oh, this is wow. not a, you are not a prisoner. Um, wow. And, but it, it, it did kind of like stress that kind of stuff, you know, stresses yeah. me out more or like I seeing, um, right off, you know, kind of seeing right off the bat if someone's really stressed out about floating because I genuinely mm. want them to have a good session. Um, so, you know, and then that part of me, like, for that, like, mothering, like, mama hen, like, want to do everything I can for you to, like, make sure you have a, a really good float. But, I mean, ultimately, we just set this, we just set the stage as, as float center owners and, it's the person, it's their own mind. It's, it's them. In right. The tank. Right. Isn't that interesting? Um, mm-hmm. And that's one thing I've, I've, I've learned. We have learned, um, in dealing with those challenging customers who come out and they want mm. to kind of, uh, blame you like, Oh, this was too hot. This was too cold. This was, mm. this was, this, you know, and, um, um, or, you know, they burned downstairs or, you know, the, it wasn't what they expected. And we're like, well, like, we just set this for you or the anxiety anxiety is a big one when anxiety surfaces. Um, and usually I, I tell people, you know, if, if you have anxiety, you should almost expect for it to surface in a float tank. Um, because that's the nature of being still and being quiet. 
it enables things to bubble to the surface. Mm. Um, and people seem shocked by that, but that's actually what's so cathartic about the tank. That's what's so healing. It allows you to handle your internal junk in a totally safe uh, place. Um, so yeah, kind of always kind of turn it back on them. Like not, it wasn't our fault. Like if I let a pump run for an hour, okay, that was my fault. Um, but someone not being able to handle being alone with themselves, that's not my fault. You know, that's, that's a kind of a really sad place that, that they're in. Um, I think they're just not, they're just not there yet. You know, you can't expect a hundred percent of our floaters to, to love floating and get floating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a hundred percent of the world doesn't like tacos. So <laughs> why should I, you know, expect a hundred percent of the world to love floating? You know, it's one of those, you can't stress anyway. Yeah. Don't stress. That's a really long answer to that. Um, well, how, but... <laughs> long, how long have you been open for? Um, a year and a half. A year and a half. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And, a year and, and a half. Amy, do you, have you had that stress feeling? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. And, and just like you, Lindsay, I think the longer that we go on in the float center, you realize that sometimes that anxiety comes out in different ways as well. People will at times come out of the tank and be a little agitated and be a little angry. And mm-hmm. we always coach our employees. It's probably not directed to you. Don't get mm-hmm. defensive. Don't talk back. Be kind. Because oftentimes we find if we just sit and listen, if you sit sit there and just uh, be with them it is amazing how all of a sudden that turns around oftentimes people just want to be heard um, and I see that a lot more in the float center than I ever did as a massage therapist or or in other situations um, but I do see people that anxiety rises up and it comes out in different ways maybe some anger maybe some um, feeling a little defensive uh, but most of the time they just want to be heard or we'll send a you know we, we send thank you notes afterwards and they'll call us up and be like, you know, I really appreciate that thank you note. And it's a total turnaround from the person oh, who, who left. And, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't. But I think the fact that, that you're there and, and being present for them, Absolutely. that's a gift that we can give no matter what. Absolutely. Yeah. We try not to let that upset us too much. I, uh, I got to say, what I was uh, talking about was like, I know the temperatures. Okay. And I would say this is more like towards just opening. Every float was so important, and I felt like so much could make it go wrong. And I would literally be pacing downstairs about their float, waiting for them to come down. And how 99% of the time, they had no idea, you know, that a big giant truck backed up into our parking lot with the beepers going. Or, you know, all these different things where I was just like, oh, God, (laughs) no. Um, And it's just like, no, they had a great float. It was great. They had downtime and looked inward, and it was awesome. And they feel good. They feel good. Yeah. Like, how the what the – okay, great. Yeah. I'll ask a few pro- – did you happen to dream about buses back then? <laughs> just a garbage truck, no? Okay. All right, great. Have a great night. Well, yes, <laughs> you know, so yeah. Since you yeah. put it that way, it's really funny. We, we've had several thunderstorms come through, and the thunder's yes. been booming, and I'm sitting in the lobby yes. like – and this exactly. has just happened the last week. So now that you put it that way, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I actually – I still, like, sit out there and, like, oh, God, I hope they didn't hear that. I hope yeah. they didn't hear the that. The thunder is yeah. one that I've, I've – But not as much yeah. as I used to, for sure. Not as they, much. It's so funny. They they don't yeah. hear the thunder. They don't – it's so funny. I, and then yeah. and then it's really just somebody who the float was delivered perfectly, yeah. and they come down, and they they didn't have the, the good experience. Like, you can't predict it. It's so funny. 
Yeah. I know you're right. In the beginning, I definitely, we stressed a lot about the temperature, where to keep the temperature. We realized uh, that our equipment was totally not calibrated. And so we mm -hmm. were like all over the map, uh, trying to get the air temperature right, trying to like all that stuff for sure. I definitely, you know, <laughs> would stress about. Um, yeah. I, I did wonder we had, they were doing construction. So literally the weekend we were set to soft open, mm -hmm. uh, the landlord pulled up with scaffolding and tore off the entire front of the building <laughs> and proceeded to bang and smash. Literally oh, our first floaters were going God. into their sessions and they started pounding on the... Oh I was, my God. I totally forgot this. I have blocked this out. I was sitting right? in the lobby with a migraine from oh, all the noise. No. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, why isn't anyone calling me? Why haven't they gotten out of their floats with pitchforks pissed off at me? And um, remarkably, I don't know how it's possible, but when they were banging on the front of the building, apparently it didn't carry to the tanks because... My first thing, you know, I wanted to be like, okay, did you guys hear anything? And Paul's right, like, right. no, 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 just, just let's see what they say. Right. And I'm like, just see what they say. <laughs> like, I need to know. So, and so funny. Such the, a delicate dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, they came cool, out. Bro. They all had amazing floats. <laughs> and nice, then, like, cool. they were like, that was so cool. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Like, obviously, they didn't. One person said they thought they may have heard something. Uh -huh. And I was it, like... I didn't want to tell them there was banging on the building the entire time they were floating. Oh, that's so funny. And it was <sighs> such mayhem because it was literally probably the first month or two that we were open. Again, another great reason that we were not super busy because <laughs> uh, we never knew when men were going to show up wow. and stomp around on the roof. And that was the worst, stomping on the roof with ladders and tools and um, way worse than them working on the front of the building for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, well, maybe I do, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that, yeah, I mean, we do so much wall soundproofing, but things coming right through the roof where it's kind of a natural sound blocker, but when it's emanating the sound, yeah, that's, that's pretty rough, which by the way, we're also having our roof, uh, reshingled, uh, while we're closed and also had some carpet cleaners come in for the, uh, yoga space next door. So like lots going on at the shop right now. Sorry. R random segue. <laughs> Gosh, you guys are, you're going Back to, to town. Beach. It's really cool. It's, it's good. Fun. It's fun. Yeah. We're, we're getting better and better at it. So you mentioned uh, in passing women floating and the saltiness and the, the salty bits and the uncomfortableness. Uh, maybe that wasn't the most beautiful segue in the world, but uh, you wrote a very interesting article on vaginas in the float tank and how salt can <laughs> impact them. And, and uh, would you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, well, it it kind of all started um, the first time I ever experienced hmm. stinging in the float tank, um, which I think was only my second or third float. Hmm. And I was menstruating and I didn't want to cancel. And I'm like, all right, we'll just tampon it up and get in the tank. Um, but it, <laughs> it just, I honestly, I, I just, didn't really well insert. This is kind of too TMI. And surely enough, the salt wicked its way <laughs> oh, up the tampon. Wow. And I was in the tank like, whoo-wee, this is a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And, you know, I got, oh, I guess I'm kind of like glutton for punishment sometimes. So I'm like, oh, you, you can meditate through anything. Just breathe. Just breathe. Huh. It's not oh, going to last wow. forever. Interesting. Um, I, I, I'm like, well, what can I do? I booked this. I don't want to get out. Like, I paid for this float. I'm not getting right? out. Right? <laughs> That's so funny. What am I going to do? Like, there's nothing I can do. I paid for this float. Damn it, I'm staying in the tank. Right. I'm, I'm going to get uh, my value out of this. The 60 or 90 minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, uh, but it made me realize, okay, maybe you don't float, you know, uh, on your cycle. <laughs> right. Pers- you know. Um, and then, like I said, it, it happened another time after I had gotten, uh, gotten waxed. And I wasn't really planning on floating that day. And it just, you know, a friend came over and Paul's like, we should all float. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, let's all float. I'm like, well, research, research. And again, I was on fire in the float tank and that's when the idea came i'm like i should write a blog post about this <laughs> yeah. i should you know because i occasionally women call and they do ask mm-hmm. like is this going to burn um and so for me when i'm healthy and i haven't you know done anything wrong i've i haven't experienced discomfort in in the tank um so that's what brought it up so yes my what will make you burn, of course, you know, not inserting your tampon, having sex before your float, um, right before your float, getting waxed. Um, if you're already grumpy down there, if things are off, uh, by all means, don't get in the float tank. Um, Do I, should I ask what grumpy means or is that if you have like are women just gonna know what that means and... i think they'll know like <laughs> if you have know. an infection yeah yeah, okay. yeah. So i'm just gonna slowly <laughs> step backwards away from that yeah if you yeah if you're if you're if your yeast ratio is off got it you know <laughs> you're grumpy <laughs> so yeah, you do I, not yeah. want to get in the flow tank in those situations huh. um now there's other areas that seem to be to be grayer you know there's women who say they you know, or, oh, and I'll finish after, um, you've given birth for sure. Give yourself, you know, three months to heal. Mm. You know, you want to be fully healed from that. Someone called me, I forget where they, I think, I don't know where they floated someplace out West. And, um, they said, Oh, I was only a month after my due date. And I'm like, Oh my, it's like in our waiver, you know, three huh. months or clearance from your doctor after yeah. giving birth. And I'm sure there's a, a huge swath of variations in, in birth and, uh, all the effects, there are tears, all sorts of different things that could happen. So I'm sure that number could be smaller, but also much longer too. Right. It it just varies, you know, woman to woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a more elusive group of women who seem to experience stinging not tied to those things. And that's, you know, I don't know if it, I assume it is still related hormonally, um, something going on in their bodies. Um <laughs> It doesn't seem to have anything to do with age because I have had women come out of the tank at 16 and women come out at 65 and some of them have experienced discomfort. But then we've had 16-year-olds float with no problem and 70-year-olds float with no problem. So So that's funny. I have seen a higher rate of younger girls, um, anywhere from like four to, I don't know, I guess around puberty. Like just pre-pubescent girls tend, in my experience, have it's been noted that there's been burning down there. Yeah. I'm, I just think, I mean, perhaps they're just more sensitive just because of the age, but maybe Amy has something to add well, to that. Yeah. yeah um, so as someone in menopause, um, basically uh, when we talked about the uh, grumpy vagina, 
Um, and yeast issues. Basically, what happens, pH balance is off. Well, the same things happen when we have hormone changes. So that's in the younger area. And also, as we get older, our hormones change. Um, there are times when there's uh, an imbalance and then the high uh, concentration of salt water does irritate. Uh, so uh, it's, I, I'm glad you wrote that article. It's something that seems to be very taboo. Um, and I always feel bad when Mark is left at the float center. I don't feel bad for mm-hmm. Mark, but I know some women who come out and they're very embarrassed. They don't want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, I know we've referred people to your article before. Um, when we've even maybe suspected that perhaps there's some things going on, we'll put it in. It's like, here's some articles that you might want to look into if you've had some issues with floating. Uh, and it's been very, uh, very beneficial because women, um, some women are very outspoken, but a lot of them will never, will never tell. And, um, and what a sad, what a sad situation, um, to have a floater who's left and you don't understand why Mm -hmm. they, you never see them again. Mm -hmm. If you can curb even a few of those. Especially yeah. if they could potentially have a positive experience right. with yeah. this awareness. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think it helps, you know, you know, if you always have, a, you know, a male and a female on staff, um, because that's ultimately the people who reached out to me from other float centers. There were only men on staff at the time they floated and they really didn't feel comfortable. Mm. And so that's why, I, you know, I fielded, you know, a phone call from Ohio and Colorado and, and Louisiana from someone who was like, yeah, that is not good, you know, and I was like, oh, so we talked to them, and one of them had, like I said, just given birth, uh, the other one was menopausal, and so, like, I, you know, I think there is definitely um, a link, you're right, to hormone changes for sure, um, and obviously what is, what is going on down there, because it is such a dynamic, um, it is such a, just a dynamic place. Um, but I did make the comment because I know there's people who've said, oh, it must be the pH of the tanks. It must be the pH oh, of the funny. tanks. And, um, and you know, the pH of a float tank is always going to be, you know, 7 to 7, 5, 7, 6. And the pH of a vagina is always going to be 3.5 to 4.5 roughly, you know, depending on what's going on. So I don't necessarily think it's that clash of pH mm. because – you know, all women would be burning all the time mm-hmm. if it was just a matter of pH. I, I mean, Amy, I see maybe you're holding back. So, <laughs> if I mean, at least that was that's that's my thought on the matter. Just being someone who floats so regularly um, and not experiencing burning all the time, um, that there has to be something, kind of something else going on. Maybe maybe we can tell Liber to research it. Right. right. <laughs> that's, that's very interesting and and. Men, I mean, it's all, it's all, uh, it's pretty simple. You know, everything's very simple. Everything is, uh, I, what's a good expression, uh, encased? I, I don't know exactly. There's not a lot of openings. Uh, I don't know exactly how to say it, but it's much simpler. And also, we don't have the hormonal changes and all these other things impacting. I mean, we don't, we're, well, <laughs> okay, maybe to some degree. <laughs> but a lot, a lot simpler and more straightforward and, what that all makes me want to do is make sure that all of our staff is trained on this and everybody's read your article just so that all of our awareness increases. And whether it's a man or a woman on staff, it, it uh, has less impact gender-wise and more on our sensitivity and awareness-wise so that we can address these things. And and uh, not, not to say it's not good to have a man and a woman on staff, but if, if there's a man on staff... Uh, it is interesting if you put yourself out in a particular way, a, 
a human will be willing to talk to you about something vulnerable if you yeah. are putting yourself out in, in a safe way. And, um, and so if they're also armed with this information, I think that could, uh, could really, really help with that situation. And also sometimes just like having the information will make you more confident as opposed to like, Hey, vaginas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Uh. Well, someone, I forget uh, if it was Kane or someone posted, they actually have a, you know, a little sign, which I think was mm. a great idea, like next to the petroleum jelly saying, mm. you know, this is for, you know, cuts, scrapes, but also sensitive skin. And there was some note about, you know, if you're a woman different times of the month, um, you know, this may, you know, may work. And yeah, I definitely had women come out and be like, oh yeah, once I slather myself in the petroleum jelly, I was all right in there, you know? <laughs> so, which just sounds kind of gross, but I mean, <laughs> if it, if it got them through their float, you know, awesome. Of course. You know, um, because yeah, you don't want anyone uncomfortable in, in the float tank, um, for sure. And I think what's, uh, what's important with employees is um, having them practice using words. Sometimes you have some employees that are very comfortable using the word vagina. You have other employees who aren't. And I know we do a lot of um, role play and have them and give them phrases that they can use and have them repeat it and have them practice that. Because um, I think if they come off as being uncomfortable... Uh, with the client, the client is going to pick up on that, oh, and it totally. could it could turn into an awkward situation. So I think it's something that needs to be um, part of a training manual and giving giving our employees phrases to use. And hey, use proper terminology and um, <laughs> don't don't call it ver- vagina. Pronounce it properly. <laughs> you know that'll help. Yeah. Um, so coming from a massage therapy uh, background, we had a lot of training in school. This is how you talk to someone about this is the areas we're going to touch. This is the areas that it's affecting and. We can say those words and we don't have to, I mean, of course, may, maybe we giggle other situations, mm. but it's not particularly the time to, to kind of say the word and giggle about it. Um, so that can be a big part of training as well that I think can make a big impact for a client. Yeah, really, really good point for sure. Is there anything else either of you want to add to this? Um, no, I think, like I said, I, what I added, I think is the most important part is no matter, no matter what's going on is being, um, is uh, having a staff that's able to deal with that in a way that's very compassionate and um, kind and comfortable. Like you were saying, Dylan, I think that was a great point. We want to be, we want to create a safe, comfortable place and be open this, to that. This is, up. you know, that's so funny. You, you uh, Lindsay brought up Liber and Amy bringing up a safe place. And it made me think of, I, I want to talk to Justin about how is he approaching this with, with his subjects or his, I, you don't call them clients, but I, I'm, I'm really curious how he approaches that. And I, I want to talk to him about that. And we, we went out to Tulsa and helped set up their place and, and come up with some procedures and stuff, but that wasn't part of it. And, uh, particularly if you're dealing with an anorexic group, that's going to be a much higher female group. And so, mm-hmm. um, and talk about physiology being altered or, I mean, I mean, that's just, uh, yeah, that that's just a very interesting uh, demographic, and I'd, I'd be interested to know how they're approaching it. And and if I can add one more thing that just kind of came to mind, I know that every some not everyone uses petroleum jelly. Um, some people do. Some people use. I think there's a vitamin. Is a vitamin AD ointment. AD ointment. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing to be careful about is I I wouldn't recommend to clients to put um, petroleum gel, jelly in the vaginal area. That could be a a bad thing. Even if you're on the outside of the you know. Um, even if you're on the outside of the lip, um, it's, it's not, 
it's not made for that for that area and there can be issues it can actually um it can actually introduce bacteria uh and that sort of thing so putting petroleum jelly in that area is not necessarily a, a great or a safe thing to do for women but not everybody uses we call it you know we might call it petroleum jelly and we're not necessarily using petroleum okay. jelly so be something just to add or maybe so, provide yeah. some different things in the important. float room <laughs> so. yeah well i had looked up another um product that came uh came across i believe it was called refresh and it was kind of meant to be like a soother or mm -hmm. a lubricant that could be used internally yeah um and that seemed certainly be better than you know petroleum jelly um and i i, I even i added that uh in the notes of the article like for people who've experienced uh, stinging and if it wasn't due to any of the reasons above like look into um, you know a lubricant like this perhaps that could be protection because obviously whatever's happening it seems like that salt is somehow you know getting inside um, even though the vagina is more of a closed tube that shouldn't be like sucking up salt water but something's going on so if they have some kind of a barrier um, to just to kind of um yeah just to provide a barrier against some of that uh salt yes because uh, yeah we the tissue yeah mo there aren't a whole lot of things that are meant to go inside <laughs> a, woman's, a woman's vagina like soap and salt all of these things being incredibly irritating um so yeah but yeah you need a product that's not going to cause more more harm uh than good for sure so one more thing to add to the uh to the supply list for a float center yes refresh yeah. <laughs> yeah the supply list and also the the awareness and list the awareness. and client education that that's uh this is really bringing to mind like how little attention gets yet how freaking important it is as as you guys are talking about it um like how much nuance there is to it too like it's not just an a or b situation it's not just are you on your period or are you not on your period or anything like that it's it's very nuanced and it's complicated and and that education seems very important. So I'm going to have to meditate on that. <laughs> I'm going to have to, like, how, how do we approach that? Because a client education is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. You only have so much time when they're in-house. Um, how much can you do to educate them before they come in? And how much attention should be put on when they come in is something that I, I'm definitely going to want to think about. Because uh, I feel like you guys have just not only raised my uh, education level, but the, the importance level. And again, the, the level, level of nuance. So interesting. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> Learn something new I day. have, n what was that? Learn something new every day. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Certainly today of days. I, I don't know how to segue to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, uh, Lindsay have been uh, talking about laundry and um, when we were talking before the show and, and we have a, like 50% or I don't know, we, we do partial uh, outsourcing, partial, partial in-house uh, laundry with us. And I was just curious, Lindsay, how you guys handle it, what you think about it. And then hopefully we can all put in our, our two cents. Yeah, um, we opened using um, a laundry service, you know, kind of right off the bat, we felt like we already had enough on our plates that mm -hmm. we didn't want to, especially with four float rooms to start. Mm. And we we're thinking about the volume of towels we could potentially be churning out. We're like, Bananas. yeah, <laughs> yeah, like we have enough to do, you know. <laughs> so of course, it went during opening days. If you had, if you're doing your own laundry, we've been like, oh yeah, this is fine. We got this. Smart <laughs> yeah, decision. we got this great idea. <laughs> and then yeah, you know, six months later, we're like, oh my god, yeah, pulling exactly. our hair out. Um, yep. 
So no, we we um, just price shopped around. We, luckily, being right outside of Chicago, there were a couple options. Um, and yeah, we decided to source both of our robes and our towels from a company called MedClean. Um, also, just kind of the hygienic factor, you know, because they mm. bleach and sterilize. They, you know, they clean everything. I mean, they have all our numbers, like 141 degrees Fahrenheit. You know, they they have all these standards they have to abide by. Mm -hmm. Um, cause they also provide towels to medical facilities. And mm. so they have to guarantee that everything is sterile. Um, so the only towels we take out of house are, our little, uh, the towels that go under our shower mats and then our cleaning towels. And we do, we take those home, uh, once a week mm -hmm. and we've actually kind of just been tinkering around with the idea of just dropping them off at a laundromat and paying by the pounds, <laughs> you know, rather cause we're like, right. why are we doing this? Um, to ourselves but right um and thinking about you know obviously in the future uh i think we would definitely put a washer and dryer in a float center um even if you're not going to do all of your laundry um you definitely do need you know to do probably some laundry like there's no way around it um because i think outsourcing everything um does get expensive and um yeah, or there may be times, oh crap, you're, you you underestimated how many towels you're going to need or all of a sudden you have, right. we've had a day where like every single person has like used a robe and we only mm. get a finite amount of robes. You're like, what's going on? Like, oh my God, we got to take the robes home, you know? <laughs> so just having, um, you know, having that as a backup if it's not your primary. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like we're in a shower cleaning business and to add like we're in a laundry business on top right, of it right. was, was too much. But I know there are plenty of float centers who do do their own laundry. Um, but yeah, like I said, we were we were washing our hands of that and we didn't want to deal with the ruined towels and bleach towel or, you know, dye, hair dye towels and um, all of Which that that comes. is generally like built into the outsourcing. Like they they assume a certain amount are going to go bad basically, or like start to breaking apart and yes. built into the price, which is, it is pretty cool. When, when you, as somebody speaking from experience, who's washed their own, when you can't get that makeup off of the towel, like it's done. That's another trip to Costco to get another batch of towels. And when they replace it themselves, that's, that's nice. Yes, it is built into, uh, the cost. I think it's, on the uh, on the price of one towel a week, which is really not horrible, because I think it's something like two dollars and fifty cents. I don't really know. Um, is what they claim. So it's not it's not a ton of money, and that's just it. You know, if a towel gets ruined, honestly, we've never uh, to this point been sent a, a bill for destroyed towels. We haven't. Um, cool. It, yeah, that just hasn't happened for us, um, and we've. You know, we've had to watch them, though, because sometimes they send us uh, towels that have gotten shredded by their machines, and we don't want to give a shredded towel to a client. So we've also had to kind of keep an eye on them um, oh, and their quality. And, you know, we'll, we'll pull all the bad towels aside and be like, here, there's 10 towels, you know, this week that were, you know, mangled. So, you know, we don't really want to pay for these towels. You need yeah. to take them back. It seems like their machines uh, have to be... I mean, they're enormous and they seem kind of rough. And so mm -hmm. they they do damage to their own towels more than we do, I, <laughs> by far. Mm -hmm. 
Amy, do you guys? Yeah. We we do our own. Um, we priced it out, uh, and for mm. us, it's it's really not. It's never been super difficult. We we've kind of got it down. We get we lose some to makeup, but it's really not much. And actually, those move to the rag. The rag bag. Ah, yes. Um, and we actually um, you still continue to utilize them, so their their uh, death is is still uh, useful to us. Death a is, new uh, life. Yeah, it's a new life. <laughs> um, so from a from a cost standpoint for us, now it all depends on what uh, what's being charged in your area, um, as far as what the the companies to clean are are charging. But for us, it just never made sense. Uh, now, in the beginning, I wish we would have. Uh, we were oh, really? we didn't have a washer and dryer, so we were working from seven a.m. till midnight, and then dragging laundry home. And my husband was staying up all night <laughs> doing the laundry and oh, packing no it, way. and then we'd get up in the morning and go. Uh, oh, what? That was crazy. It was insane. We did a lot of stupid things like that, but live and learn, right? <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, we have a washer and dryer. It's fantastic, and, and it's I holding think, up, and oh. towels are holding up, and. I think you're in the sweet spot. Yeah. I think three floats, and 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 you don't do massage and all that stuff. And I think that's what tips us over is three floats plus plus the occasional robe use, but also the massage sheets. I think is what oh, really sets sheet. us over. Plus we do the yeah. towels for the foot baths, and then uh, we also do a hand towel in every room for their floats that has the earplugs and mm -hmm. vitamin A D ointment on there as well. And that all. Of those things tip us over to where it's not happening or just had us at the absolute brink. And then um, when we added the fourth float tank, it was just, it, there was no way it was going to happen. So you think with three float tanks, no other modalities dialed. But, but you got it. You got to do the, you got to do the math. You can't just assume that it's going to be one sure. way or the other. You got to do the math because everybody's services in their areas are going to be different. We found that they fluctuated wildly, the different uh, costings that we got. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was I, crazy. <laughs> so, oh, and the other yeah. thing, we do, when we need help, we actually utilize, there is a woman who we pay who does, um, who does some of ours at home, depending, like our rags and that sort of thing. So depending on if we need some help, we can do it fairly inexpensively for the moment. But like you said, yeah. massage, whole new ball game. I, I, yeah, massage. That is, that's a lot of sheets. That's a lot of towels. <laughs> I remember those days. Sure. I think I, well, I generated more with one massage room a day than we did with the Blitz Center. <laughs> yeah, that that would actually make sense with how much goes into the massage yeah. Uh, setting. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and then the other uh, thing that you should probably consider is size of your location, where your washer dryer goes, and being able to actually soundproof yeah. that. Because, oh, my God, everybody thinks they have the system to block the vibrations going into their float tanks. And I have yet to uh, have one running and, and not hear it. Uh, it it's remarkable how yeah. uh, floor vibrations travel and how yeah. difficult they are to block. It seems like so, something that's like an after hours, like, okay, end of the uh, night, uh -huh. you throw them in, you know, in the morning you dry them when you're getting set up. Like, to, But yeah, I could definitely, I remember float on the uh, contraption they had tried to build around <laughs> yes. their, uh, their machines. I'm yeah. like, what is that? And they like opened the door, they, you know, all this foam and like stuff <laughs> wrapping their, uh, their equipment. I think they did. Like 50-50, I recall Float on saying that they uh, washed some towels in-house and sent some out of house. Uh, of course, with six tanks running 24 hours a day, you have a heck of a lot of laundry. Yeah, right. yeah. And I don't know that they do any of their own laundry anymore. I, mm. I shouldn't 
speak for them, but I believe my last conversation with Ashcon was does a very brief window of time that okay. they were doing their own laundry. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, how, do you, how have you figured it out? Oh, well, uh, we don't have any issues with noise uh, with our washer-dryer. It's a very uh-huh. separate part of the building. It's not anywhere near the it float is. rooms. Um, and we, I guess, just uh, got lucky or something. Uh-huh. Um, we do have them up on vibrational pads, but um, mm-hmm. you can't even hear them in the lobby. And they're very quiet. You can't even hear oh, them in the lobby. Um, nice. There's a door that separates behind our desk, our workroom, and the lobby. You can't even hear them in the lobby. So it could be, too, the type that we we have um, but we do uh, laundry all day long that's part of the chores of the employees mm-hmm. <laughs> of which if I'm there working it's part of my chores um, and we do about eight probably about eight loads a day wow uh, would you mind if uh, sharing you don't have to on there but maybe we'll uh, post the links to the brands uh, the types yeah, that you're using sure. that's what I was wondering I think even if people don't buy the exact washer and dryer just the style and everything might be informative to people I'll tell you we did our research and these things are workhorses <laughs> They've been nice. going strong for nice. two and a half years. Really? Not a what? Problem. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I'm impressed. So I'm maybe impressed. we just got lucky. So you never know. Well, a little luck and a lot of research <laughs> sounds like a good mix to me. Uh, Lindsay, there is more that I want to get into, but I think we're going to have to save it for another episode here. I want to dive in more about uh, being in a relationship and running a float setter is so fascinating and um <laughs> It, yeah, there's actually a whole lot more that I want to get into, but uh, I think we got to wrap up this show for tonight. Unless sure. there's anything else somebody wants to share, is there anything? Yeah, no, it was solid. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Thank you so much for joining us on tonight's show. That was a lot of fun and certainly very informative. Um, Thank you, Lindsay Lance. It's like you swap one L for another. <laughs> nice. Well, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and unless uh, he should be back next week, uh, we'll see how. Uh, He's fully recovered from his vacation at that point. And I think we're going to do uh, an episode on, on the Flow Conference and what we're looking forward to, all of that jazz. So yeah. um, that'll be fun. And uh, Lindsay, again, thank you so much for joining us. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I love all of your insights to, gosh, the steps of your journey to vaginas and uh, everything everything beyond. So thank you thank you so much and for the attention that you put into your float center and the float industry. I, I really appreciate it. So Thank you so much. Thanks for yeah, yeah thanks for having me on. It's been, it's been cool. <laughs> it's been a fun experience. <laughs> Excellent. Amy, as always, thank you so much for being part of the podcast. So much fun. Uh-huh. Always <sighs> always always. Just, uh, such a great part of the week for me. <laughs> me <too. laughs> to do this. And uh, as always, Art of the Float dot uh, cam. Check us out. We've got the Float Conference coming up. Float Away. Um, if you're interested in float tanks, www.floataway.com. And uh, Art of the Float is the new Twitter and Instagram account. And as always, if you want to leave a, a voicemail to us, uh, click the gold bar on the left side of our website, and you can leave a voicemail, leave a speak pipe for us, and, and we'll uh, play that on the air. Until next week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.